it's another M Class podcast. This is when we play the theme song. <laughs> we don't have a fucking theme song. <laughs> we just got the clip art song from a fucking internet site. <laughs> That I picked because it sounds like Stranger Things. <laughs> Which was like fucking forever ago now. And nobody cares because the world is ending. <laughs> fucking, we're not even 30 seconds into this. Fuck it. Praxis, bitch. That's what's going to happen to us. Abraxis? Praxis. The demon Abraxis? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, anyway, uh, this month... On M-Class Podcast, mm-hmm. we uh, watched a little movie you might know called Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. It's so good. And uh, in this movie, which was executive produced by Leonard Nimoy, and he yes. also had a hand in writing it. Yes. Uh, we get a lot of Klingons. We get a lot of Klingon. And- we, get, we get back to the, the Star Trek of things. Yeah, it's political. It's all it's politics. A, me and Mike Sadorf have a term for movies like this, and we call it Cold War Porn. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is a, this is a Cold War allegory. You can't, and in, you can't speak Mike Sadorf's name on this podcast, by the way. Me and... Have a pot, uh, <laughs> saying? A podcast. Yeah. You Fucking people wish. They do. <laughs> People send in mail all the time that's like, hey, uh, fucking get rid of Jeff and get Mike. Why, what are you doing? <laughs> what? That doesn't happen. What are you fucking doing? Nobody says that. Everybody. I say it. I send an email. <laughs> you send an email to yourself. I'm like, Jeff, get out. That's weird. You should probably talk to somebody. Well, I do talk to myself about it. I send <laughs> an email. I send a email. different email to myself about the first one. Yeah. This, is a, this is a complex disease you have. <laughs> My inbox is fucking stuffed. You you started sending yourself to your own spam folder. That's that's how bad it's gotten. Uh, that's some good humor. <laughs> that's good internet email humor. Yeah, that's good 1999 humor right You've there. You've got mail. Nobody knows what that is anymore. <laughs> they probably don't. No, not not our fan base. My mom loves that movie. I use fan base real lightly here with like quotation marks around it. A dozen it. of fans. Yeah. That we, have. we almost have 200 followers on Twitter, Fuck I guess. Yeah. It's, we're not going to when I go back and look. It'll be like 20 less. Sweet. We're doing something. Hey, at least there's movement, you know? Yeah, I guess. In Whatever. any direction. <laughs> In any direction. Fuck off, everybody. Yeah, suck my shit. But not yet. You should listen to this podcast first. We've got like two more hours to go, so keep listening. Oh my god. We gotta make fucking shorter podcasts at some point. We gotta, yeah. I mean, we don't have to. We don't have to do anything. Yeah, we don't we have do to whatever do whatever we want. anything. We could just talk about Jet Li's hit movie, The One. Which we were, we were doing before. We, we already have, though, yeah. so you'll have yeah, to we, tune in to the next podcast. We hit that. all the points about that one. It's <laughs> dumb, but we love it. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about Star Trek VI a little bit, and why don't you expound upon Cold War porn? Okay, so um, this movie, when did this come out? 1991? Yes, 1991. Um, this was right when the Soviet Union was falling. Um, the, the Berlin Wall was already down. That fell down in the, uh, in 89. So people were, like, making, 
you know, movies about uh, the United States and Russia, that, which was a big theme in the 80s. If you've seen movies like Red Dawn. Rocky um, Four, Rocky Four. Uh, one of my favorite Star Trek movies that isn't a Star Trek movie, The Hunt for Red October. <laughs> yeah, well. it's like the best Star Trek movie that isn't a Star Trek movie. That's true. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that was like a, on like the cultural uh, zeitgeist, right? Like people oh my God, them, he's throwing around, around some fucking ten dollar words right ten, now. I threw around a ten dollar word today. Kerning. I was telling people kerning? what kerning was. I'm a graphic yeah. designer. I hear that you all know the what time. kerning is. Yeah, kerning and letting. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you're you're right. And the the Cold War was on everybody's fucking mind at that mm-hmm. point. And it shows in this movie, especially like it's just a giant allegory for the it's Cold War. Not, it's like unapologetic. It's yeah, like not I mean, even. a lot of the Klingons even speak with Russian accents. Yeah, like so. Okay, so like the Klingons and the Romulans, right? Like they're they kind of interchange the two of those things a lot, especially in the original series. Yeah, it's tough to kind of tell. Like, like obviously the Klingons are supposed to be. Russian, but they're also kind of like Vikings-ish. Like, they're mm-hmm. just brutal barbarians, you know? Um, they're like Mongols. Yeah, they're, yes. and They even uh, have, like, the mustaches. Right, they have, yeah, they wear, like, the armor and shit, yeah. Um, but, like, in this movie, they really, like, solidify the Klingons as, like, this was the Cold War. Even though... Like, the Romulans are way more dangerous <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to the Federation. Well, the Klingons had been the fan favorite enemies ever yeah. since they first showed up in TOS. So yeah, and it, uh, you know, I, I don't know if we should talk about it now, but uh, I wanted to talk about like how interesting this movie is because it's kind of like a prequel. Oh, like, go ahead. Okay, so like the these movies were going on in conjunction with. Um, the next generation, right? Yeah. Like, and the next generation had already introduced the idea that the Klingons were allies to the Federation. Right. So they had to get to that point, and they wanted to, I guess, like tell the story of how that happened. So this movie's like a weird prequel, but it's not a prequel. It's like the sixth fucking, the last movie of yeah of that the original series, but it's a prequel for like TNG. But this was before prequels were like a thing. So you yeah, didn't really so think it wasn't of them. titled a prequel, and it's not yeah. full of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge references right. to TNG, right? Even though Worf is in it, Worf's grandfather is. Yeah, in his it. name is Worf. <laughs> yeah, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. I love anything I can see Michael Dorn in. I'm happy with. I think that's the only wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing yeah. in the movie, and it's it done completely. It's done in such a way that they don't even explain it. It's perfect. Like, no, they don't like, even call him Worf either. Yeah. It's just Michael Dorn. He's a different grandfather. Yeah. Uh, but you're you're right in that it's a it's sort of a prequel to TNG, and it's funny that uh, you can chart TNG's timeline alongside when the movies came out by uh-huh. uh, Worf's Bandolier. <laughs> yeah, when it gets cool, the show yeah. gets good. When it looks like the original series. Yeah, uh, Klingon style, like it's gold with like the scale mail and shit. Yeah, and it's the real gaudy. It's uh, <laughs> before the like original series movies get really going on Klingons, right? And once it transforms to looking like the crisscross silver shape, yeah, like the movie Klingons is after. 
right. the original series movies get into Klingons. It's, it's interesting. It's a fun fact. Yeah, it's John Larroquette fun fact, sponsored by John Larroquette. It's the John Larroquette fun fact <laughs> of the month, I guess. <laughs> Somebody needs to put in a John Larroquette hit line. Does he have any hit catchphrases? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, his catchphrase is, I was in Star Trek. <laughs> Well, I don't have to edit it in. That was it. <laughs> Thanks. That's my John Larroquette impression. <laughs> I was on Night Court. Sounds a lot like your uh, <laughs> like your other impression you were doing earlier. What was that? Oh, fuck. I don't remember now. We just did it. Whatever. Yeah, it's not we weren't even on air at the time, so mm. no one knows. But who Whatever. cares? This is for us. It's not for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So what happens? What happens in the movie? Let's talk about it. Well, the movie starts out with, like, uh, Sulu is the captain now. He's the captain of the Excelsior, which is ironic. Kulu? Yes, Kulu. Sulu? He is cool. Kulu. We're going to call him Kulu from now on. (laughs) Gets promoted because George Takei didn't want to not be a captain anymore. No. You get tired of that shit when you're that old. You're like, either I'm a captain or fuck you. Yeah, and he plays the shit out of this character. He yeah. is like Captain McCaptain in this movie. He gives my favorite uh, line in any Star Trek thing ever. Are you deaf, mister? No, when he turns around and says, are you kidding? Oh, are and you kidding? And then it cuts immediately. Like, yeah. as soon as the G exits his mouth, it cuts. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> He's that, a fucking sassy captain, that, man. That cracked me up so bad. <laughs> There's another moment like that later where it just cuts after somebody says a line, like, instantaneously. They were, they were. Uh, I don't know. I like the way that this movie is edited. I, I don't know why. I Maybe because it's quick like that. I don't know. It feels much... This movie is my favorite one, so I'm just going to say that. Even more so than four. Like, I love this movie. Oh my god, that's a real toss-up for me. I think I said this during the four one, that yeah. four and six are like a real big toss-up for me. They're both so good. and uh, But like this one, I think just because of the political intrigue, I'm more into that. Yeah. Even though four with the whales is like so science fiction, it's like amazing. Clarence like, Bodiger's in this one, though. Who's Clarence Vonnegar? <laughs> Clarence Bodiger. He's the villain from Robocop. <laughs> He's the president of Earth. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Fucking uh, Red, Red Foreman. Foreman. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I love yeah. Robocop. It's yeah. Robocop's my favorite movie. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> it was Thank genius. You. Fuck you. Um, so good. <laughs> also, we laughed about the guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 being in Star Trek V, but he's the chancellor of he's the fucking Gorkon. Klingons in yeah. this. They brought him back because uh, he was uh, he was on a roll in the early '90s. This guy, yeah, he was in everything, wasn't he? Was, he? Yeah, he was in these three movies that I can name. <laughs> That's all that matters to me. That's all I can think about right now. Uh, fun <laughs> fact: Yes, Rene Auberginois, who yeah. plays Odo, uh, was supposed to be in this movie, but they cut all his fucking scenes. That sucks. <laughs> He's great. It's in extra footage on DVDs and stuff. I don't have that DVD. I'd no. love to. See, I'm gonna be able to look it up on YouTube after this. Yeah, it's not a big part whatsoever. But he has Who like is a. He? He's uh, an admiral. Uh, okay. And he has like a big bushy mustache. A big big bushy beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Hot Fuzz. I know. I've seen the movie. <laughs> but um. <laughs> 
And after, like, they're out in space and they're floating around uh, doing studies on gaseous anomalies. Yeah. And uh, the Excelsior with Sulu yeah, as captain. The Excelsior with Sulu, not Rene Aubergenois. No, he's not in it. Anymore. He's not in the movie at all. Yeah. Um. So, a fucking like planet explodes. Yeah, they it, surf a cool subspace shockwave. Yeah, it turns out to be like a moon later, but it looks like just like a planet explodes and shockwaves go out, and it hits the Excelsior. Yeah. And uh, Sulu gives a lot of great. Line readings and he's this, great. Like, he's fucking great. In this he's movie. great, especially when he goes shields, 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 shields. <laughs> yeah, he's like panicky. He's like shit because his coffee spills on the ground, and he's like fuck yeah. my coffee. <laughs> and uh, their ship gets tossed around in the in the shockwave, and they're Ragged all like, "What the physics. hell was that?" Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to uh, Kirk walking into a room with like a close up on him and Bones, and he just says, "What are we doing here?" Yeah. It's great. Uh, I'm like, who wrote this scene? <laughs> it's great, dude. It's like, what are we so doing good. here? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing in this movie, Bones? He says, and then looks right at the camera. And then he winks. <laughs> and he smiles, and his tooth is gold, and it twinkles. <laughs> what kind of wacky adventures are we going to get into in this feature film, Bones? And then it goes... And then, and then the Star Trek logo comes up in the song plays. <laughs> Oh, wait, that was the JJ version. <laughs> That's pretty uh, much it. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. Yeah, one day. But uh, they're invited into the super secret meeting. Yeah, top and secret. Kirk says, where's Spock? Mm-hmm. And they come in and they're like, hey, guys, uh, welcome to the secret meeting. Here's the guy in charge of it. And it's he walks Spock. in and you don't see his face. And I guess you're not supposed to think it's Spock. Yeah. It doesn't play very well, like, the tenth time you've seen this movie. Like, yeah. it's, it's a weird... It's such a weird, quick, like... Was that supposed to be, like, a yeah. thing? Like, like, where's Spock? Oh, there he is. Yeah. Like, I don't... <laughs> uh, okay. Like, whoa, thank God. Right? Like, I was worried there for a yeah, moment. Yeah, is Spock dead? <laughs> Not yeah. Mr. Spook. Yeah, like, of course he's in the movie. I'm sure he was in the trailer, you know? And then uh, he's like, well... Uh, we're gonna like the Klingons are gonna die, right? They have fifty years left of life left. Yeah, in them. their moon exploderated. Where they get all the dilithium from yeah, the moon, so they can't stop the pollution in their atmosphere. Yeah, and they, uh, they just they're just they're they're a dying empire, which yeah. is very appropriate for this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like the whole idea is that like the pollution in their atmosphere in fifty years is going to make their planet uninhabitable. Yeah, a uh, hundred some years later, they're still all living on it. But they whatever. figured out. They they fig- they figured out with they the help fi- of the I Federation. Think the, I think the idea is that like all the problems of the Klingon Empire have just mounted to the point of uncontrollable runaway issues, right? Like, yeah, well, their whole society's built on the fact that if you're not a warrior, you're a useless piece of shit, and we yeah. hate you, so... So they don't they don't have energy for their ships, they can't... Um, it's the Reagan It's the Reagan thing, like, like the, the idea of that Ronald Reagan, which this is kind of... It's more complicated than that, like, in the real history, but, like, Re- Reagan, like, outpaced the Russians. Like, he yeah. just outspent them. And we just out-militaried them. And that's kind of what the Federation does to the Klingons. They just play the waiting game until the Klingons can't keep up anymore. So Spock wants to make peace with the Klingons so that they can help them relocate. Yeah. And get away from their dying planet in the 50 years. And yeah. uh, 
fucking Cisco's dad is yeah. there as an admiral and admiral he's like Gar Admiral wait what's his name Admiral Cartwright Cartwright yeah, yeah. Admiral Cartwright uh, hates Klingons to death and he wants yeah, he them fucking all hates them. he wants them all to just uh, die he hates them yeah and Kirk also hates Klingons because they murderized his son that he met like a movie before he died yeah he says don't help them that's like he gets really upset he's like yeah. don't help them like and don't like, do it he's like they're dying Jim let them and die. he's like let yeah. them die yeah let them die it's like super like whoa I'm like wow Kirk <laughs> you are not the Kirk from the series anymore yeah. are you yeah he's he's angry Kirk yeah and <laughs> but there's a great line uh, later on when he's doing his captain's log and he says uh but can the future happen with people like me around like he yeah. understands that he's being a racist dick bag yeah this movie is like this movie should be required watching for anyone who wants to go into politics oh yeah this movie is such a fucking great movie <laughs> yeah like, it's really good it's like great groundwork too if you were yeah. gonna go into politics so you don't end yeah. up uh well well anyway <laughs> um so, Spock has said, Spock has decided now that the Enterprise is going to be the ship that brings Chancellor Gorkon to, to Earth. Earth so that for, they can talk to him about it. For a peace treaty. Like, the, the Klingons and the Federation are going to sign a peace treaty, yeah. right? So, they, uh, Kirk's against it. Spock says, you got to do it. You got no yeah. choice. And so do the admirals. So they I volunteered all, you. And he's like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> Why did you volunteer? He has a weird line where he says, you should have trusted me. And I'm like, what does that have to do with anything, Kirk? Yeah, I think he's mad because he didn't tell him. And he's, like, butthurt about it. I guess. He's just butthurt. He's just super butthurt in the first, like, 20 minutes of this movie. (laughs) He's real mad. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, Kirk (laughs) gathers the crew of the Enterprise, right? Yeah, with a new addition. There's a new crew member. Kim Cattrall. (laughs) Who is Lieutenant Valeris? I remember when Lieutenant Valeris was in that movie, and that guy stuck his penis through the hole in the shower wall. Yeah, she That's... wasn't acting very much like a Klingon or fuck a Vulcan then. Yeah, no, I she's... ruined my own joke. It's all right. We'll just edit it out. I'm not yeah, editing it. You're out. not gonna edit anything. <laughs> Shut up. Um. But anyway, they. Invite like once the once the Klingons show once the Klingons show up, <laughs> they uh, invite them over for dinner. Not yeah. it's like the sort of invite you give somebody just to be polite. And when they yeah. take them up on them, they're all like, "Oh, oh shit, what oh, did we God. do?" Yeah, but you Why get to see I? the cool like D seven or whatever the fuck ship that is that like old Klingon like. Oh yeah. Big ass fucking Klingon ship. It's really cool. It's cool, and it has that cool like dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> like it's awesome. <laughs> it is really cool, <laughs> and it has like the wingtip things underneath it. Yeah, yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, man. But anyway, uh, <laughs> they invite them over for dinner, and they have uh, I don't know like blue shit. Romulan and ale. Romul- no, they have Romulan ale, but they have like blue spaghetti on the plates too. <laughs> It all has to match, I guess. Blue spaghetti? What kind of country is this? <laughs> Undiscovered country. Yeah, they say that a lot in this movie. <laughs> they, they do, say, but it's not done, like, stupidly. It's actually done, like, pretty well. Yeah, it's a cool concept that Gorkon has about, yeah. like, the future, the undiscovered right. country. It's like a place that you've never been to. Uh, yeah. Lieutenant Valeris, <laughs> a little emotional 
for a Vulcan. Yeah, she doesn't play a Vulcan too good, but it kind of comes back later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorta. Sorta. She's Kim Cattrall. Like I like Kim Cattrall. Like I don't really have anything against Kim Cattrall. Um, she. It's weird that she has no sideburns. Yeah, she's got the shaved like side of the head thing going. Which looks on. really strange. It's like a pre Christy Mac haircut on a Vulcan. Yeah. If you know who Christy Mack is. Yeah, I probably shouldn't admit to knowing that, but I do. Well, if you don't, just Google it, and yeah, you'll see. just Google it and turn your safe search off. Yeah. And put <laughs> and put the letters D and P in there. Before or after, but co- separate it with a comma. <laughs> so anyway, the search we're, knows. we're introduced to Chancellor Gorkun. And it's the guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Yes. Is a scientist from mm-hmm. Secret of the Ooze. We're introduced to his daughter, uh, whose name I can't pronounce. Uh, R, what is it? It's like it's R. A, it's Azet Burr? Azet Burr, yeah. That's what I it don't is. Know. His uh, chief of staff, General Chang. <laughs> General Chang, who is, uh, what's his name? Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer, who is fucking incredible. Yeah, he's great. He, they give him way too much fucking Shakespeare to say, but he's great otherwise. It's perfect. I don't even care. It's so good. And uh, a General <laughs> Curla, another general. And that's played by John Larroquette, I it think. It looks like it. It, it does, does look like it. It does. But they all like drink fucking Romulan ale, and everybody gets mad at everybody else. It's yeah. really like everybody's being real polite. Until it's uh, passive aggressive as shit. Yeah, they're all passive aggressive, but one of the Klingons says some heinous shit to Bones, and Bones is like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Well, General Chang says we need breathing room, and then uh, Kirk uh, yeah, quotes says, Hitler. Yeah, he says, uh, "Yeah, it's Hitler." <laughs> Hitler, nineteen thirty-eight, and it's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, that was. And the Klingons are like, "What's that?" And it's it, like all the humans yeah. are like, "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be a diplomatic dinner. <laughs> uh, but then uh, they call the Federation like a homo sapiens only club. Yeah. Which doesn't make much sense. I guess maybe from the Klingon point of view it does. Yeah, well, the the, the, the humans are like a driving force in the Federation. Like, Yeah, we're the it, only race in the Federation that isn't like fucking completely single-minded, so... It, yeah, and like that, like they kind of like set that up like I know like I, I know I'm like the only person who likes Enterprise but like they really kind of like set up why that happens well the thing about Enterprise like I don't I might not like it overall but there are parts of it that I love like I really love how much characterization the Andorians get and, yeah, no, they're great. Yeah, and I love that Tellerites actually show up more than once because yeah. I, I fucking love Tellerites. Yeah, they're awesome. They're fun, man. They Tellerites are. are super fun. They're just <laughs> a, an entire species of alien that just loves to argue they and just, and just cut, cut people down. They're like walking internet trolls. Like they're yeah. just assholes, but, but they're, they're fucking just, great. They're just good-hearted. <laughs> yeah, beyond it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So like the I, like. I guess, yeah, from the Klingon's point of view, it is, like, a homo sapiens-only club. But they talk about that thing I think we talked about where they're, like, inalienable rights. And then Azad Burr is, like, inalienable if you could only hear yourselves. Like, Yeah, he says inalienable in, inalienable human rights. Human rights. Yeah. And she yeah. says inalienable in, yeah. for humans only. Yeah. Which is, like, interesting because, like, does the translator not translate that right? Because, like, Maybe. I always thought that... When you say human rights, it's sort of like saying like, uh, like 
like what would you call it in the future? Like uh, individual rights, maybe. Yeah, individual you know what I mean? rights. Yeah. So that's that's like interesting. A, a weird thing, but that's Star Trek for you. Like yeah. the communication, the like translator translates about half of yeah. what it should. It's it's weird. It's and tough. it changes from time to time. Like uh, they do a cool thing later with it, though. I love it. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> but. It, it always reminds me when Worf says, like, uh, Kapla. Yeah. And then somebody's like, what does that mean? And he says it means, Why like, doesn't it translate that? Yeah. It, it means, like, good hunting or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, why didn't it translate good hunting into Kapla again? Yeah. Why didn't it translate Kapla the first time? Maybe, like, it... I, maybe you can set, you, like, yours to do certain things. Like, it's such a weird concept. It's also, like, they treat it like it's in the badge most of the time, right? Most of the time, but in, in the next generation, it's in your ear, which is awesome. Well, in the next gen, it's the badge most of the time. Oh, Deep Space Nine, it's in the sometimes ear. Sometimes it's in the ear. Yeah. They, and, and sometimes and the, it's like an implant, almost. Yeah, which is which is way awesome. I love then, that idea. And then they turn it back into the badge in uh, Voyager. Yeah, I always thought it was, like, cool if it was in the ear, because yeah. then you could, like... Like, you could make it so maybe, like, you could visually see the word, like, in your eye. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always thought that that would have been a neat way to go about it. Like, like if, if they say a word that doesn't translate right, maybe it, like, shows you on your eye, like, what it is, or inside your mind's eye, you know? Maybe. It's, it's just way cooler that way. It's way more sci-fi. Yeah, it's, like, and super it, cool. It's, like, <laughs> far sci-fi. It makes sense that, like... There are, like, your communicator can translate other languages or whatever in TOS, because that's, like, the far future. Right, right. But in, like, TNG and stuff, that's, like, beyond the far future. They yeah, should like, have, they figured all this stuff out. Like, yeah. they ironed out the, the hard thing, like, the but weird things. They should have universal translators in your head all the time. That should have yeah. been just a thing. You just get one. Like, you go to the doctor when you're, like, three, and they just put one in your ear. Like, that's what it should be. Like, yeah. it's like going to get a vaccine. Like, go get a fucking thing in your ear. Oh, you know how some people feel about that? Yeah, I know how idiots feel about that. Some <laughs> fucking brain-dead morons feel about that. Yeah. I know who people who like to get mumps feel about that. You know what I don't ever want to get? <laughs> fucking mumps. Oh, my God. They So they get fucking shit-faced, and they all go back to their quarters trying to sleep off the hangover. Yeah. And uh, Kirk gets called to the bridge. And Spock's like, there's like a huge radiation surge that we can't explain. Yeah, there's a weird reading. And uh, seemingly the Enterprise just starts firing torpedoes yeah. on the Klingon ship. Letting fly some torps. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh god, no, what's happening? I'm not yeah. doing anything. It's chaos. The computer's doing it by itself, I swear. Mm -hmm. And of course the Klingons don't really buy that shit. Yeah. But uh, two guys beam aboard in uh, two Starfleet guys. Yeah, two thousand one, yeah. a Space Odyssey suits. <laughs> they had the they had the key to the two thousand one Space Odyssey uh, uh, prop room, and they borrowed them for this. <laughs> this movie. Oh yeah, and they just start like shooting Klingons, and Klingons yeah. are apparently filled with the T one thousand. It's pink though, but it's, it's like a it's, pink T one thousand blood. It's it's mostly Pepto-Bismol, is what it is. Well, that's all that they could do in 1991. They were like, we can make this pink blob. And they're like, okay, fine. <laughs> whatever. Can you change the color? No, all right, whatever. And then they never go back to Klingons having pink blood ever again. Nope. <laughs> Klingons have red blood. Just like the rest of us. Yep. 
except Vulcans who green. have copper blood. Yeah, it's green. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so all the Klingons get shooterated, right? One guy gets his arm shot off. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of funny looking, but it's also cool. It's cool for 1991 movies. Yeah. You're like, oh, whoa. And, uh,. <laughs> The assassins walk back to the transporter pads and beam out, and like they have um, magnetic boots on. That's how when all the yeah the gravity on the Klingon ship is disabled, so they're all floating around helplessly. And, yeah, they can't do anything about it, even yeah. though they all have projectile weapons. Yeah, they they just they just decided not to fight back <laughs> real good this they're time. They're too shocked. They're like, what the shit? Yeah. Oh my god, I thought gravity existed. Fuck, yeah, and they're like, Dave you. from 2001 Space Odyssey is shooting us. Shit. <laughs> the fuck are we gonna do? No wonder Hal didn't want him to do shit. <laughs> god damn. Uh, so Chang calls Kirk and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, he's pissed. And Kirk immediately surrenders. Yeah, and everyone's he's like, like, what? He's like, I didn't do it. I didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. So Kirk and McCory volunteered to turn themselves in so that they can help the crew with medical assistance. Yeah, they go over to save Gorkon because he got shot straight in the chest. And uh, Spock puts something on him at this point that I didn't notice at the time. Yeah, you notice it later, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> you notice it when he tells you it's there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they get uh, escorted by the Klingons to the main office, and they try to help the Chancellor. Like, he's yeah. bleeding out. His pink blood's going everywhere. His two hearts are failing. And uh, he tells, like, right before Gorkon dies, he tells uh, Kirk, don't let it in this way. Yeah. And Kirk's heart grew three sizes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what a great fucking reference <laughs> for what the fuck it happens in that moment. It's perfect. Uh, so Kirk and McCoy are put under arrest. Yeah, you know and they're not getting out of this one. No, how are they gonna get out of this one, kids? Let's take a break and we'll talk about it. <laughs> oh, we'll be right back, everybody. Klingon Empire has 50 years of life left to it. To offer Klingons a safe haven within Federation space is suicide. They're animals. Jim, they are dying. And you, Captain Kirk, are to be our first olive branch. Me? The galaxy stands at a crossroads. This is the Starship Enterprise. We've been ordered to escort you to your meeting on Earth. Guess who's coming to dinner? And we're back with more sweet Star Trek action. Star Trek 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6. Star Trek XXX. Oh, fuck. This ain't your grandpappy Star Trek. <laughs> There's dicks and boobies in it. Kirk titty fucks a Vulcan. Oh, I saw that one. <laughs> Christy Mack was in it. Yeah, no, she wasn't. She wasn't, no. No. <laughs> Who was in it? That's unnecessary. That's a different... That's we a, we'll do a separate, <laughs> a separate episode. That's the next episode of M-Class. Star yeah. Trek XXX. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> Lexi Bell, I think, is in it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Where were we? Uh, we, were talking, we were talking about uh, Star Trek. 
Bones tries to save Gorkon. Gorkon dies, and he says, don't let it end this way. And then the Klingons arrest Kirk and Bones. Yeah. So, uh... Treason. High treason, whatever. <laughs> we we flash back to the Earth, and we meet the Federation president, who uh, is hilarious looking. He's great. And I don't know the I name love of his him. species. Let's uh, look it up. Ephrosian? That might be it. Yeah. I think you're it's right. A, it's Ephrosian. That's, damn, that's good. You're good. Uh, I'm a walking memory alpha, baby. There you go. You're, you're like a memory, like, double alpha. Yeah, uh, you know it. That's what the you're ladies call me. double delta. That's what the ladies called me. Uh, so there's the Klingon ambassador who's like, we, we get to keep Kirk because, you know, he fucking yeah. murdered our leader. Yeah, finally they got him. Right? And the, like, inter- the president's like, nah, it's out of the question. Yeah. Nobody murdered our leader. Yeah. Nah, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, nah. And Sarek's nah, there, and Sarek's like, he murdered their leader. I don't think we really have any recourse here. Yeah, don't, you don't have any high ground on this one. And the Federation president's like, what do you think, Romulan, who's yeah. also here? And he's yeah. like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. <laughs> the Romulans are just like, this shit's <laughs> fucking crazy. He's like, I thought we were a war or some shit, but whatever. I'm here. <laughs> well, the Romulans are like in. So the Romulans are like in on this like peace process, right? But only like sort of, like, because the Romulans are like really shifty, and like they're like super fucking creepy. But oh, they yeah. have to kind of be in on this because like. That's like the way the tides are turning, you know. Yeah, well, they're the like times a, are a changing. They're like a power. They gotta be invited. They gotta be involved. Yeah, and you want to super reclusive. Yeah, you want to invite their chancellor. Their not chancellor. Their uh, ambassador. Ambassador to as much shit as possible because maybe you can win them over. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe you can stop the war. It's a long shot, but because they're so fucking, they're just they're assholes, man. But At this point, they're super assholes. The new chancellor <laughs> is the old chancellor's daughter. Uh, as it bore. Yeah, she gets uh, chancellored, I guess. <laughs> Even though it's like pointed out in the next generation that like women aren't don't really have the same rights. Or not, not in not in much. next gen in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, they don't they're not politic as politically Powerful. important. Yeah. But I guess they keep her because I guess they like she's going to do what Gorkon did. Like she has the same interests as yeah, him. but they kind of fight back against that too. Like yeah, but that's I think part of the plan is that they they want to keep that going. Like they want to yeah, keep that. Yeah, I guess up. that's probably true, right? Uh, but she's she talks to the president and say says that Kirk and McCoy have they have to stand trial on Kronos. Yeah, and no one will ever come to rescue them, or else there's gonna be war. Yeah. And don't, don't the, do that. The president's like, but Kirk's my favorite. Everyone loves him. We need him. But without Kirk, who's going to be the main character? <laughs> and then he looks at the camera and winks. <laughs> His giant a lot of eyebrow flops down. <laughs> There's uh, a lot of winking in this movie. Uh, the trial begins. It's awesome. This is my fucking favorite part yeah, of this whole movie. Yeah, it's so fucking, like, the set is amazing. And so like, they start out speaking Klingon. Like, the, the judge is like, ah, 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 ah. and then they, like, do, like, a pan with the camera, and it, like, goes past somebody with, like, I think, like, a, a translator. Like, you'd see at the UN, right? Like, yeah. the United Nations. And then it, as they pan over, it switches to English. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, it's the sound design is amazing. It's great. It's like the one of the coolest things in any science fiction movie ever. 
<laughs> Dude, you love it. You get so like smart. You're getting like turgid over I'm there. I'm fucking. I'm like <laughs> so turgid. <laughs> That's your word of the day calendar entry, folks. <laughs> Turgid. If you don't understand what it means, look it up. Put the <laughs> letters D. <laughs> put the letters D and P next to it. Um. <laughs> so they're they're on trial, and mm-hmm. their counsel is Worf, Grandpa Worf, Grandpa Worf, yeah. And Grandpa Worf's actually pretty damn good at what he's, do- what he's doing. Yeah, he's an honorable dude. He's trying to defend him the best he can. Yeah, but... But these Klingon trials are, like, they're not Yeah, fair. they're not Cardassian trials or anything, but they're pretty... But they're not fair, yeah. They're, they're kangaroo not. courts. Yeah, definitely. And for <laughs> some reason, like, General Chang is the opposition, even though he's not a lawyer at all. He is now. Yeah. <laughs> Because they wanted Christopher Plummer. They were like, we need to have him do a lot more lines. Yeah. Because he's great. It's true. They did need to do that. Yeah. And he's uh, he's, so, he's so good. He's like, do not wait for the translation. Like, he's, like, doing, like, the whole, like, kangaroo court thing. Like, yeah. He's full, like, full-blown, like, Johnny Cochran-ing this shit he's up. He's really good at it. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I love that fucking... I absolutely love how he just pegs their asses to the wall. Like, yeah. he knows exactly what to say to ruin their and, arguments. Yeah, he fucks them up, dude. <laughs> he's a general in the fucking courtroom, too. Yeah, he asked, he asked McCoy if he's shaking, because, like, he was drunk and stuff. Yeah, it's, like, like so you, good. You drank a lot. Were you shaking? It, was, it yeah. was because you were incompetent. Yeah, it's great. Oh, man, it's so good. And then he pulls out that... Uh, Kirk's uh, log entry where he says he's never trusted a Klingon and he never will. Yeah, like somehow they get a hold of that, which and, sucks. And the court's all like, and the Klingons all want the death penalty for Kirk, but the judge is like, no, you're gonna get off light. We're just gonna send you to a fucking penal colony where you're gonna, gonna spend the rest of your life digging out dilithium. We're gonna send you to the worst place in the the quadrant which is fucking asteroid yeah which is obviously (laughs) supposed to be siberia exactly yeah it's siberia very yeah fucking gulag and they even call it a gulag when they show up there it's very cold war porn yeah yep yep (laughs) so then the movie swings my way Real then it hard. turns into a fucking like who done it. Yeah, exactly. This movie swings hard my way. Yeah. When it becomes like a fucking mystery story. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's I like love a Sherlock it. Holmes. It's awesome. I mean, Spock even quotes Sherlock Holmes, and he says, "My ancestor," <laughs> which is like, come on now. What? He's a fictional character. Yeah, he wasn't even a real guy. But I guess also Spock is a fictional character, so it all works out. <laughs> Maybe Sherlock Holmes really existed. <laughs> Maybe in this he meant world. what's his name, the guy who wrote it. Yeah, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Maybe he meant him. Yeah, who died? Uh, he he died like he died real crazy. Um, he, he he believed he in died like, with John Larroquette syndrome. <laughs> he died with, yeah, Arthur Conan Doyle Doyle at the end of his life believed in like mediums. Oh yeah, and uh, him and uh, Houdini were friends. And Houdini and him had a huge falling out because Houdini was, like, super anti-media. Like, he was, like, a debunker of those people. Yeah. And, like, Arthur Conan Doyle, like, like they hated each other at the end of their life. And and Arthur Conan Doyle was a fucking nut job. Yeah. His wife was also super crazy. Yeah, she had... Uh, did you learn this from watching that, like, miniseries about, uh... Fucking, uh... 
I don't maybe the, I don't remember. the magician man we were just talking about Houdini Houdini yeah. yeah I think I learned it from that yeah, yeah I watched, I watched that yeah it's that really was cool. that was really a good one yeah he's awesome um <laughs> for some reason I'm like forgetting words and sentences tonight like real I hard like maybe it's because you were drunk but I'm drinking not you yeah it's I'm drinking uh, <laughs> Romulan ale <laughs> <laughs> he's drinking wine with food coloring in it yeah it tastes like it is. Franzia. <laughs> oh my god. Franzia sponsored by M Class Podcast, sponsored by Franzia. Don't get your wine in a highfalutin bottle. No, it's all about cubes now. <laughs> the I drink future. My wine out of a cube. <laughs> the future is cubes. You remember the fucking Pepsi cube? Well, now it's oh the wine god, cube. The Pepsi cube. <laughs> we had Pepsi Kona here. You guys didn't have it because they only test marketed it here. What the fuck is that? It was coffee Pepsi. It was what? disgusting. It sucked. Dude. Yeah. So we got that here. Fucking. I, I think suck I've it. already talked about this on M Class podcast, but I miss the shit out of Pepsi Crystal. Blue. Pepsi Blue? Oh, I loved Crystal Pepsi. They still have that. I know, they make it again. Yeah, it's good. I like it. It was good, yeah. I haven't had it since. I haven't had the new one. I have. It's good. Well, I'm gonna get some. You should. You should. A cube. You should get it so that they'll bring back fucking Pepsi Blue. Dude, I'll do anything for that company. I love them. <laughs> I love corporations. <laughs> I love Pepsi. Send money. Sponsored by Pepsi Cola Company. <laughs> Limited. Limited. R. So they try and figure out who done it, right? They're mm -hmm. watching the video and they're like, well, maybe it came from below the ship. Maybe we didn't shoot it. Maybe yeah, and they have Scotty look at the photon compliment and he says, they're, they're all here. Like, we didn't shoot them. And uh, a little hint to who done it. Uh -huh. Is that Valeris is like so? Do we do we do we call Starfleet about this? Yeah, like immediately. Yeah, and they're like, she, call them about what? Yeah, <laughs> Fox like, nah, nah, let's not do that. <laughs> That's not how we do things out here. <laughs> so they figure out that the, there must be a cloaked bird of prey that can fire while cloaked. That's their theory. Yeah, that's their working theory. I don't remember. Did Romulans not have cloaking devices at this point? No, Romulans. Romulans invented cloaking devices. Klingons stole a cloaking device from the Romulans. So like, why did they automatically think it was a bird of prey? Um, I don't know. I think I don't know. I I don't. I, they just sort of assume it's that. I don't know. And that would have been egg on their face if it just fucking decloaked and it was just a Romulan warbird. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't. It makes more sense. That way. Yeah, because like the Romulans could benefit from like a war between the two of them, but it, that's not what happens. That's not what happens at all. I mean, sorta. It sort of is. Spock though. is smarter than we are. Yeah, he just figures it out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so they start looking for every corner of the ship to find the killers and their boots. Their they, yeah, magnetic they boots. That they have boots, right? Because they find blood on the transporter. Yeah, and they, they do some CSI shit, and they're like, "This is Klingon blood." Yeah, and they and like, they know that they have the magnetic boots because Chang said it when they were talking right. to him. That's right. That's right. And uh, they find the boots in the locker of Crewman Dax. However, yeah, uh, Dax has big, gross ass prosthetic feet. It's a cool Cinderella like. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's funny that like his name is Dax. 
Yeah, and he reused that later on. Is he is he the Dax symbiote and we just don't know? No, I just think his name is Dax. Shut up, let me fan fiction. <laughs> the funny but thing all- is, there's a Dax that had sex with McCoy back in the TOS days. They bring that up again in the in the in the next generation. I mean, in in Deep Space Nine. Well, I mean, Dax- the, yeah, that's the only Deep Space Nine you hear about. Is that's the only time you hear about the Docs that had sex with McCoy? Oh, that's the only time. I thought maybe yeah. they did that. I, I haven't seen. Okay, no. I thought you were saying. Okay, like okay. she mentions that like she and McCoy used to used to bang a lang back in the yeah, Academy days or something. Yeah, and <laughs> she really wants to also fuck Spock. Yeah, she thinks he's hot. She, she likes to get her fucks on. She's yeah, she's a little horny. That's cool. That's that's fine. <laughs> I got nothing against I'm that. I'm cool with it. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, Kirk and McCoy get shipped off to uh, the planet, the like moon. I think it's called Rurapenthe. Rurapenthe, yeah. Yeah, Rurapenthe. It's an asteroid, and it's like horrible. <laughs> yeah, and you have to you have to live underground because if you're on the surface, you just fucking die immediately. Yeah, it's so cold. Unless you're wearing like a million coats. Yeah, and there's a lot of coats in this part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, a lot of furs. Yeah. But they, they, like, super fucking sacrifice this dude. They just, like, throw this guy into the snow naked, and he dies in, like, two minutes. Yeah. And the Klingon guy's like, Welcome to the Gulag Rorapente. And he gives this whole speech and shit. Who is that guy? He I looks don't know. so familiar. It so- he sounds familiar. I don't know who he is, though. He looks real familiar, and I can't fucking place him. Well, he looks like a Klingon, so maybe well, that's where you know. Maybe him I've from. seen him on Star Trek. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's on Star Trek. <laughs> anyway, you piece of shit. <laughs> they go inside, and uh, it's the Temple of Doom. Exactly. And uh, it is the Temple of Doom. They get like a Wookiee picks a fight with them. Yeah. And. Uh, a really, really sexy black lady comes up. Yeah, it's, uh, what's her name? Fucking. Uh, Iman. Iman, yeah. Yeah, she's a, she's playing somebody named Martia. Mar- Martia? Yeah, Marsha. Marsha? 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 Oh my god. That was perfectly in time. We knew. We have to kiss now. Well, but, let's do it. <laughs> Marcia. Martia? Mm. I'm just saying Martia. Martia. Martia gets the thug to bike off, and she's like, uh, hey, Kirk, uh, here's a cigarette. And he takes, like, one puff, and then they never fucking mention it again. Yeah, she's like, it'll make you feel good. It's like space weed. It's yeah, like she's like, it'll make you warm, and he yeah. takes a puff, and then he's like, the cool taste of Marlboro menthols. <laughs> <laughs> And he looks right at the camera and winks. He says, I'm in flavor country. <laughs> and the logo appears in one frame in the corner. And you're like, man, I really want to fucking smoke right now. Uh, but then there's like a cage fight with uh, a monster who looks like Ivan Ooze. Hello? Oh, no. Back, I guess. <laughs> we got sucked into a wormhole. <laughs> it was a it was a coronal interruption in time. <laughs> sunspots. It was a sunspots. Nagilum showed up. We had to deal with him. <laughs> Nagilum. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. 
So my power went out. <laughs> oh, you just fucking told them. And it's totally not a couple of weeks later. <laughs> no, it's definitely the same time when we did the last thing. As you can tell that I sound much the same as I did. <laughs> of course. Of course. Anyway. <laughs> okay, uh, so last time when we, when we... Well, it's not last time. It's fucking like 20 seconds ago to whoever yeah. was listening. Yeah. But uh, we talked Sorry, about... a race car outside. <laughs> oh, God. Where we leave off at? Where do you say? We left off at Kirk was having a fight with a giant monster mash that right. looked like uh, Ivan Ooze. Yeah, and he, and he kicks him in the dick, and he didn't think it was his dick, and it's funny. <laughs> it's a funny joke. It's funny because it was his dick. It was his dick, <laughs> and then Marty says, "That's his dick." <laughs> It was it was a little weird that that was the way the line was delivered. Yeah, she says it exactly like she that. She says, that that's was his dick. That's his dick. Like that. And Kirk's like, that was his dick. <laughs> and oh, he takes no. another hit of that joint. <laughs> oh, God. And then, uh, fucking, I guess they just go back to bed afterwards. They're all just like, well, that's enough. Bedtime. <laughs> and, uh... Kirk's like, man, I hate Klingons a lot. Yeah. I probably should have listened to that Gorkon guy, though. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't be in jail right now, kicking dudes in the dick to survive. That's what you gotta do on Rorapente, man. You gotta kick, so on the first day, kick somebody in the dick. That's what they tell you. Aim for the knees. That's where they keep their genitals. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Kirk and Bones are talking about like how much it sucks to be in a prison on an ice planet... <laughs> Uh, Marty comes in and gives Kirk a big old kiss. Because he needs to get kissed because he's Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk's got a mock on a lady. Gotta get some kissing going here. Although, is it a lady? Is it? I don't know. Sure looks like a lady to me. Looks like a a pretty exotic lady. (laughs) Nobody was around to even hear that fucking conversation. That's that's like an inside joke within an inside (laughs) joke. We're not racists. Um, yeah, we were reading something that called her exotic, and we were like, "Really? That's the word you choose?" Like, <laughs> that's, this wasn't that's... this wasn't even like a fucking like review or anything. It was just a plot synopsis, and it's like the exotic Martia. Yeah, maybe somebody was battling with their emotions about her, and they were like, yeah. "I can't admit that I really love her." <laughs> well, they're typing that out. Like, I can't admit that I love her, especially when she's a big ape monster. <laughs> My type, my type of woman is ape monster. <laughs> a shrink, the one who shrinks into a child. Oh, God. <laughs> um, man, the funny thing about that is, and I guess, like, this is skipping ahead, but whatever. But, like, <laughs> the look on Kirk's face when, we, when she turns into a child is, like, there's almost, a, like, a voiceover of his mind, like, mind. What he's thinking at that moment. Yeah. It's like, when he t- when she turns into the big Uh-oh. ape thing, he's like, "Oh shit, I fucking kissed that." Yeah. And then when she turns into a little kid, he's like, "Oh god, no." He's like, "Maybe I deserve to be on Rurapente. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I belong here." Uh, uh, anyway, it, it cuts over to um, Sulu on the Excelsior, right? And 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 is this the part with uh with what's his name? You mean Fucking... McDreamboat? Dreamy McDreamboat? <laughs> Dreamy McDreamboat. Christian what? Slater? Christian Slater, yeah. He's, he's just like, 
the weird thing about Christian Slater is that he's so fucking nefarious, even when he's just being a normal guy. He's like a we. He's like eh, Captain. He's like such a weaselly he's cunt. Like, he's like Captain Sulu. Here's what happened to the Enterprise. And, he, and he's like wakes him up, and he's like, "Oh God, I was sleeping." Christian Slater. And then Sulu's like, "All right, thanks. Uh, set course for him." And he's like, "Really? Yeah, yeah." And he's like, "Yeah. What did I just do say? You have a hearing bitch? problem? Yeah." He's like, "Do you have a hearing problem?" He's a dude. Sulu's so great. He's I love just, Sulu. He's such a fucking like taskmaster in this movie. He's a boss. He's so great. And then dude, I, the story I heard about that was that his mom, like Christian Slater's mom, is like a producer, um, and he was just like, "I want to be in Star Trek." And, like, so it, like, just happened, which is, like, so That is really weird. weird. It's, that's what happened with Whoopi Goldberg as well. She just yeah, wanted Whoopi to be Goldberg, in it. She just wanted to be in it, so yeah. they let her be in <laughs> Yeah, it happens a lot. It happened with the guy who plays that really tall Klingon. He was a basketball player. I don't remember his name. He was like, I want to be in Star Trek. Kareem like, okay, Abdul-Jabbar? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> it, wasn't, it was, like, some, like, 90s like or 80s basketball player. I don't remember his name. Um, and it happened with... Um, uh, Seth MacFarlane is oh, in Enterprise. Yeah, he's in Enterprise. Everybody's he's in Enterprise, favorite. Like, four episodes. Yeah, he's like Ensign Jackhole, whatever yeah, he is. Yeah, Ensign he's... Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> yeah, Ensign MacFarlane. <laughs> Ensign Harper, Harper Dillon. <laughs> and, um, fucking, like, why is he so nefarious? Like, he's just it's so his villainous. It's his, he's, got, he's got slanty eyebrows. Like, he's, like, always angry. The way he says it, though, is just, like, this is what happened to the Enterprise. He's such a weasel. Like, he's, eh. Yeah, he's, like, such a, I don't know. I know. I know what you mean. <laughs> I don't really like him. Like, I'm not a, a big fan. Of 90s girls who are like, fuck you, M-Class Podcast. Yeah, Zane. Zane loves him, man. Zane's I love probably, Christian Slater. I don't think she listens to this, but no. if she ever did, she's going to no be one, mad about that. <laughs> no one listens to this, Josh. That's true. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, it cuts back to the Enterprise, and, like, Chekhov is looking around for some clues, right? They're trying to figure out, uh, which spacemen killed Gorkon. Yeah. Which spacemen? Which crewmen? Which guys on the Enterprise? Which spaceman? And he finds, like, some weird dried shit on the transporter, and he's like, what's this? Yeah. And it turns out to be not Pepto-Bismol, but Klingon blood. Yeah, because they could only make computer-generated blood look pink, I guess. They couldn't really make it look red. They could make it look like silver metal. Yeah, I, I, I don't... <laughs> this is one of those Star Trek things where you're like, why did they like? Why did they not stick with that, right? Yeah. Like, how hard would it have been to stick with that? Not that hard. How often do you yeah. see a Klingon bleed Klingons on the show? Klingons have pink blood. Yeah. Fuck it. Vulcans have green blood. You put green blood on every Vulcan when they bleed, because that's, like, established. So why not just keep the pink blood? I no. don't know. No one cared. They just thought it was dumb. They, it, it kind of is. It's, it's one of those things that like gets made fun of, and then they change it and don't go back to it. Not because it got made fun of, but because of like it's tangentially related to something that got made fun of. Right. Like the the effect was the funny part. Like the effect is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's early computer. Generated anything yeah. from that time is like you're like we're not there yet, guys. Slow no. down. <laughs> yeah, slow your roll a little bit. You'll Three get more there, years and it'll be we'll get there. Wait for Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and but 
The effect was the ridiculous part. The fact mm-hmm. that it's pink blood is a little silly, I guess, but it doesn't, it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter, right? It's it's, it's not just a neat little thing that makes them different. <clears throat> yeah, but they were like, "Oh no, people thought that was silly, so now they have regular blood." Right. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but they tracked the Klingon blood to the Enterprise, right on their on their booties, on their on gravity the booties. Yeah, their perfect and, crime already has holes in it. And Spock is like, "Oh shit." Now we know. We know they're on board. Right, they're here. And he uses some Vulcan magic logic to infer that they didn't leave or get rid of the, no. the evidence. And he shoots, uh, or Valeris shoots a, a pot of mashed potatoes and vaporizes the pot <laughs> to prove that alarms go off if yeah. you shoot a phaser. Because Thanks, Valeris. That's very Vulcan of you. Yeah, yeah that's... yeah. <laughs> Like, that that chef is like, well, now what am I going to put these fucking mashed potatoes in? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, why is there a chef? I don't know. I guess at this point they don't. They, 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 they have food, rec- they have, like, uh, food sequencers. Yeah, but I guess, like, they want, like, to make, it makes sense, I guess. Like, it's somebody's job to make the food taste good, you know? Like, that makes sense. Food sequencers cool make RA food. <laughs> But they're not, like, replicators yet, right? Like, they're no. not, like, well, they're not, the, like, super good. The yet. only difference that I can figure out... Uh, let me push up my glasses on my nose. Okay, I'm ready. The only differences I could figure out between the food sequencers and the replicators is that replicators can make uh, non-food items. Right. Like, like they replicators make can replicate anything, but food sequencers have to make food, and their, like, base particles are only capable of being put together as food. Right. I, you gotta I always use thought a that they were big like plastic card to right. get it to do that. <laughs> I always thought that there were like separate areas, and they kind of they kind of do this. You see it in a couple episodes of of the Next Generation. Um, I think the episode where Miles is gonna marry Keiko. Uh, I think Worf goes to like a like a replicator room where there's like a regular replicator that replicates like not food. To pick out a wedding present for them. Yeah. And, and some kid replicates, like, a stuffed animal or something. Um, so I always thought they were just, like, separate areas where they kept, like, the different types of replicators. Like... I don't know, because, Engineering like, would have, like, a giant industrial replicator that made, like, true. big pieces. You know what I mean? But in, like, Deep Space Nine, there's an episode where, like, they, they have a replicator on the, like main control bridge on right. DS9 that they used to make coffee and shit. And it shoots a laser turret out. Yeah, it makes yeah. a turret and just starts firing. I watched that shit with Mike and we were like, oh my god, this is great. Like, like Mike was like all in at that point, I think, yeah. on Deep Space Nine. Because Ducat's just standing there and it's just missing him because he's not programmed to hit uh, Cardassians. It's oh, so man. fucking good. I love that scene so much. And that guy gets vaporized. Yeah. <laughs> And Ducat's still just laughing about it and shit. Yeah, it's crazy, man. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, Valeris finds the magnetic boots in the locker of uh, Crewman Dax. Not related to the Or Dax. is it? <laughs> or is it? Good question. Uh, but it, it couldn't be his boots because he's got fucked up alien feet. Yeah, he's an alien with weird feet. Get it? Yeah. Cinderella. And, and, and Chekhov's like... Do you know Russian epic of Cinderella? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's funny because everyone sees it, but you don't see it because the camera hasn't panned down yet. <laughs> Why is so, that in the movie? I think 
I think they needed a dead end for them, right? Yeah, like they it needed makes them sense. to hit a wall. This episode, I will say that like this movie, this part of the movie works on the basic like detective thriller right story structure where you have to hit a dead end or two first yeah you gotta run into some problems right uh but it's like a comedic dead end and it's like it's like almost it's like almost the most expected form of comedy you could get at a situation that's why it's like a simple joke it's a really simple sight gag yeah and like it but it works like it works really well like i don't know this movie is, is is sort of like the Star Trek equivalent of, like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. Because they, they do a lot of... They, like, kind of rehash some themes, but it works. Like, it just works all together. In my opinion, it does. I don't know. I, I'm not the biggest fan of that joke. <laughs> uh, I love mm-hmm. the prosthetics. They're just, like, horrific. <laughs> he looks like the thing from the yeah. knee down. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's the like he uh is the guy from RoboCop who gets all that shit spilled on yeah. him. Yeah. He looks like that guy from like the the knees down. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I, I made that same joke about the Voyager episode where Tom Paris like I think it's called Threshold. Oh, the Warp 10 episode. Yeah, where Tom yeah. Paris goes Warp 10 and then turns into the fucking dude that got acid thrown on him in yeah, RoboCop. Yeah, it's like hy- hyper evolved. And or he's whatever. like, I'm yeah. evolving, and I'm like, yeah. No, you're not. You're evolving <laughs> into shit, dude. You look <laughs> terrible, dude. He's like, How yeah. do you know this isn't good for me? And I'm like, Do they, do they not have mirrors in sick bay? <laughs> do you look like? Does it look like this is good for you? Because I don't think it does, dude. Yeah, man. Fucking that, that episode episode's ridiculous. <laughs> that was really bad. That's a really bad Voyager episode. And I there's made, a lot of really bad Voyager yeah. episodes. I made this joke earlier, but I was watching the episode where like they find a cue in a meteor. Oh, yeah. Which isn't really a bad episode the or anything. The one who wants to die. He wants to yeah, commit suicide. Which yeah. isn't a bad episode at all, but mm. Riker shows up yeah. for like 10 minutes, and I was yeah. so fucking hype. When Riker showed and he's up. he's there for, like, what? He has, like, one line. Yeah. When he showed up, I was like, oh, shit, TNG is here. Yep, yep. The fun is back. And yep. then he A left. character I like. Yep. And all I was left with was fucking more Voyager. It makes you really feel isolated, though. Like, your own Voyager. And you're like, oh, I'm stuck here with these shitty characters. Yeah, I don't get to see any of the cool characters anymore. I hate these characters, and I don't care about them. Yeah. I, the only character that I legitimately like on Voyager, like, 100%, is Tuvok. Tuvok's great. Um, I'll, I'll I do stick- like the Doctor, all right, but he's starting to get on my nerves a little he gets, bit. He gets, like, ridiculous. Like, they turn him into a, a fucking lunatic. Um... They make they make like the Doctor and Neelix into like super parodies of themselves. Uh, but Dude, I, like, I hate I, Neelix so much. Yeah, Neelix sucks. I hate him <laughs> so much. Kitchen rat. Q calls him kitchen rat all the yeah, time. Yeah, the funniest part about Neelix is that I thought Wesley Crusher was the worst. Yeah, Neelix took like and, and like the guy <laughs> who plays Neelix is like a good actor and he's been in like a million things. Yeah. Ethan Phillips is his name. Yeah. Um, He's but he's in I like hate I think him. he's in like LA Confidential or something like that. Like oh, he's in a lot of stuff. I hate I hate Neelix so much. Yeah. I'm seven sure nine's alright. Once seven that. gets there, it's it's it gets a little better. Yeah. They deflect some of the more cornier things away from everybody else then. Like I don't this know. This is a really great scene where Tuvok chokes uh fucking Neelix to death. Oh yeah, and it's a, it's like a hologram. That was the greatest scene. <laughs> That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Um, God, we cannot stay on topic on this podcast. No, 
<laughs> no, we can't. Uh, Kirk and McCoy go get on a fucking elevator, right? And they're going down for mining duty, and like uh, Harry from Harry and the Hendersons is there. Yeah. And it turns out to be Martia. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I'm a shapeshifter. And they're like, well, why didn't you tell us? And she's like, well, you didn't ask. <laughs> that doesn't actually... That doesn't actually happen. They're just like... It must be really useful to be a shapeshifter down here. And she's like, yeah, I guess. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, I guess. Sure. Whatever. Uh, she, like... Is like, all right, I got this cool idea about how to escape. And they're like, what is it? And she's like, I'm going to knock this motherfucking guard out. And we're just going to run. <laughs> and they do. And then she turns into a little girl and they go through the through a shaft. <laughs> and uh, I forget why she turns into a little girl. Does she need to like get behind something or she go has under to fit something? through the hole. There's like a hole in the uh, wall or something okay, like that. And then she lets them out. But anyway, they... they go through they go across Hoth right yeah and uh they're trying to get out of range of the magnetic shield quote unquote mm-hmm and uh <laughs> like Uhura and Spock up on the ship we're like oh shit Kirk's outside the shield now let's go get him cause they put a patch on his back a viridian patch <laughs> yeah viridium whatever that it's I guess it's a radioactive yeah <laughs> <laughs> They use it that again later in another movie, which we'll get to at some point. Yeah, another, <laughs> another not as good movie. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> um, but like, the thing is, like, the Klingons hear about this that they start heading towards Rorapenthe, and they're like, mm. "Oh shit, where are they going? What is this?" Uh-huh. And they're like, "Oh no, we're a Klingon ship." But uh, the sentry, like the sentry ship that's listening in, like is trying to communicate with them in Klingon. But uh, Uhura can't use the universal translator, yeah, because it'll like tip them off. They'll be like, "What the fuck? Why would you need that?" Right. Uh, so she just really tries to speak Klingon, but she's really terrible at it's, it. And they have like dictionaries out and shit. <laughs> Which is it's the funniest funny. scene in the movie. It's pretty good, yeah. It's really good. And she's like speaking like a total idiot, like the yeah. gibberish fucking Klingon. <laughs> For some reason, the Klingons aren't like, why are you talking like a caveman Klingon? What's they, happening? I guess they just assume like they're drunk. Like I always yeah. sort of thought that they were just like, oh, they're drunk. Because well, like Klingons just get drunk. Klingons <laughs> do get drunk a lot. They do. <laughs> but uh like meanwhile Kirk and McCoy are being led through the the frozen wastes mm-hmm. by Marty uh, who uh is Marty is like hey guys uh now that we're out here uh I'm definitely not a traitor and I'm totally <laughs> not going to kill you. Yeah. And Kirk's <laughs> like actually I think the opposite of that is happening <laughs> right now. And Marty is like oh shit you got me and You're then right. they, and then uh <laughs> She like knocks the shit out of. Or McCoy's already out, right? Because he's been. He gets knocked out, I think. Like she punches him or something. Oh, he was like exhausted already, anyway. So yeah, it was, he's it like was overkill he's like if she punched him. Yeah. So he's out. And so so she does the old uh, double, <laughs> double uh, shoot him, no shoot him trick. Oh yeah, she turns into. It's like fucking enemy within all over again. She yeah. turns into angry Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they're gonna have a fist fight or whatever, but then all the uh, guards, the Ropenthe guards, show up, and they're like, which one is the real Kirk? Right. 
we, uh, we, we, this is our plan all along to get to stage the escape attempt, right? To kill Kirk because they just that's all they care about. Yeah, but Kirk's like, no, don't shoot me, shoot him because yeah. I'm the real Marty. Uh, and they're like, well, he wouldn't lie, right? And they shoot <laughs> Marty. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just like, all right, well, you know, no witnesses, fuck it. <laughs> But before they could kill him, like, the dude just starts, like, monologuing. Yeah, he's like, I'll tell you the plan. It's, like, so, like, it's, like, it sounds really <laughs> dumb, but it's, dude, it's so, it's so perfect. It's, like, this movie has so many, like, there's tropes in it, but, like, for it whatever well. reason, it does, it just works. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It just works. It does them really well, and, but they get beamed out before, like, right the guy before, doesn't right? even, like, yeah. finish his fucking story, and yeah. they get beamed out. Mm-hmm. And Kirk is just like cursing a whole lot. <laughs> uh, but it's because he was gonna tell him the plan. Yeah. He's and like, God damn son of like, a bitch! Why didn't you? Why didn't you just wait two seconds? <laughs> he's like shivering. He's freezing yeah. to death. We should Chekhov, take a break. Chekhov's like, do you want to go back? <laughs> That's right. He's like, you want to go back? And he's like, no, it's cold. We should uh, take a break. Fuck. Did your power go out again? I might. It might soon. Okay, we'll be right back after these messages from our sponsor, Audible.com. For one quarter of a century, they have thrilled us with their adventures, amazed us with their discoveries, and inspired us with their courage. Their ship has journeyed beyond imagination. Her name has become legend. Her crew, the finest ever assembled. We have traveled beside them from one corner of the galaxy to the other. They have been our guides, our protectors, and our friends. And we're back. We're back. Everybody still has their power for now. For now. So, they beam him up, they get on the ship, and they say, we gotta go, we gotta, we got, we know what happened, we figured it out. <laughs> well, they find the two sets of uniforms that, like, have Klingon blood on them, right? Yeah, they find the uniforms. And, uh, like, they're like, oh shit, it's gotta be these two guys, right? It's gotta right. be them. And then, uh, Scotty's like, oh wait, wait, there they are, they're dead. Yeah. There's, there's their corpses. And, and they're uh, the two guys from the earlier in the movie when the Klingons board, and they and they say, like, have you smelled them? Like, like they're real racist yeah, and they're shit. Like it's those assholes. two guys. Yeah. But they're dead, but they don't, they're like, how did they die? Because, like, you can't shoot people on the ship, as we established earlier. Yeah. And it turns out that it was point-blank stun to the brain, which apparently kills you, which is I, fucking terrifying. Yeah, I imagine it would. <laughs> like, that sucks. Don't get stunned too close. You might fucking die. Just don't put it next to your fucking temple and pull the trigger. So now who killed the guys, right? Now we're like, oh, jeez. But they have, like, an ingenious plan about it, right? That uh, no one with two brain cells should ever fall for, but... Yeah, it's really good. Um, They're they're just announced over the thing that, like, uh, they should come and interrogate the two guys who are now alive. It's like when the cops are like... 
bring your drugs to the police station and we'll get rid of them for you. <laughs> <laughs> and dumb idiots, like, bring their meth to the police yeah. station. And they're like, get rid of this meth for me. And they fucking... <laughs> So they're like, yeah, court reporter, come to the, come to sick bay. We need, we need you. These Take two statements. These yeah. two guys are still totally alive. Yeah, they didn't die. They definitely didn't get shot to the head <laughs> and die. Uh, and so <laughs> the person who actually wanted to kill them is gonna come and finish the job. Finish the job, yeah. And it turns out, bum bum bum, it's Valeris. Oh my god, Kim Cattrall. Always playing some sort of villain. Yeah. <laughs> or some sort of bitch. But, She's uh, the villain in Sex in the City, right? <laughs> She's the yeah. bad guy in that? She is, uh, she is the turncoat in Sex in the City. It turns just... out that she murders the redhead <laughs> in the last season. Oh no. What's her name? Spoilers. <laughs> I don't know any of their names. I, I watched that whole show. Did you? I only remember a few episodes. Uh, There's um, a sex swing episode. That's the one I remember. That sounds pretty good. It's Kim Cattrall gets a sex swing. That's, uh, does she throw her back out? Does she break her hip? <laughs> that show is about like being like a middle-aged white woman who's rich in a city, right? It's a, It's... Yeah, it's about rich white bitches. That's what that show is about. Shit. It's uh it's stupid. I remember watching the movie with my ex-girlfriend and just tearing it the fuck apart. And that's why she's your and, ex-girlfriend. And now. getting and her getting super fucking pissed <laughs> off. I would I was sitting there and I was just throwing my hands up in the air and laughing at how ridiculous that movie is. I I wonder why you're no longer together. <laughs> She was like, shut up. And I'm like, this movie's retarded. We're not watching this. See, if if that would have been me, being uh, not a big old dick, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, I'm a big dick too. But I would have done it differently. I would have just left. I wouldn't have said anything. I would have just stood up and acted like I was going to go to the bathroom. That's almost like worse. I would, that and then played a game or something. Yeah, go to another room. Just like, I'm going to be in here now. <laughs> that might have been worse, depending. Yeah. The only the only recourse you really have is to go clean something, right? Like yeah. go do something that's like useful, because like you you can't just like go do nothing no. somewhere else. You gotta go pay your debt to society. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> nothing's uh, free, man. But anyway, like Spock is like he's like shoot me, shoot me. Yeah. And she's like, uh, I can't. Yeah, she can't. And she, he says it's logical. You have to. That's logic dictates it. You have yeah. to shoot me now. And he just slaps the phaser out of her hand. Like, really sort of yeah, like... Yeah, he slaps. He's like, wham! Yeah. <laughs> really sort of emotionally. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, they take Valerius to the bridge, right? And uh, Valerius is like, I didn't shoot anybody. How did, you right. got no proof. What are you going to do about right. it? And Kirk's like, uh, remember at the trial that you weren't at? Do you remember that? <laughs> they used my fucking log. log. Yeah, and she was standing outside of the room. Yeah, when he when he was doing it. It's crazy. It, it's a mystery, and all the pieces fit together pretty well. Yeah, and um, she's like, I'm working. Uh, I was working against you guys because, like, you know. Starfleet's getting fucked up with all these yeah, filthy can't trust the Klingons. All these filthy ridgeheads yeah. coming around. She says that as word. <laughs> Crazy. It's like super racist. She says, I don't want anything to do with these smelly ass ridgeheads. 
Damn. And uh, they're like, well, the Klingons and the Federation, like, they need to work together, right? And she's like, fuck that. Yeah. They're going to ruin this place. They're going to... There goes the neighborhood. Yeah, That's the old saying. And Kirk's like, you know, name your co-conspirators or I'm going to beat you up. And she's like, "Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Don't remember. But then Spock has, like, the most violent mind meld. Yeah, it's like a crazy mind meld. And everybody on the... It just keeps cutting to people on the bridge going like, Oh, God. This is horrible. This is so violent. I shouldn't be watching this. I didn't, That's what yeah. I didn't know this movie was going to be rated PG-13. <laughs> it's so violent. PG-13 for violence, not boobs, unfortunately. Sadly. <laughs> Do they make a PG-13 for boobs? <laughs> In the 80s, they did. But uh, they're like... Science is PG-13, right? And yeah. There's like 57 boobs in that movie. 57. <laughs> um, but, you know, she doesn't know where the peace conference is. But then, like, Sulu just con- contacts him and is like, yeah, it's at Camp Kittimer. Yeah. And yeah, he just tells them. It would have been really funny if there was just a shot of Spock like looking over at Valeris, like shaking and crying in and the corner, just, like foam coming out of her mouth, <laughs> like she's dying. And he just kind of looks away after. Whoops. <laughs> Hashtag whoopsie. Whoops. Oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Kirk and Spock talk about what it's like to be old. And uh, Kirk yeah. talks about what it's like to be racist. Mm-hmm. When he he's like, I'm different now. He's like, I learned my lesson. It's it's funny that like I think I'm I scared men- straight. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mentioned this in uh, the podcast that we didn't record weeks ago. Yeah. Um. That it's such it's such a great scene when Kirk is like, but how can uh how can progress happen when people like me are still around? Yeah. It, like, it's really like. What Star Trek is really yeah. all about. Like, th- this movie, at the end of the movie, is, like, such... Um, it's, like, such a great end to the old series. And it solidifies, like, Star Trek as being, like, still this just, like, really, like, idealistic, high-minded idea that, like, human beings can be aware of, like, things and not be awful. Yeah. <laughs> We could be aware of our own flaws. Yeah. And we can, work we can to make them. them better. Right, yeah. It's it's really cool. Like it's and for Kirk it's like it's just half of the reason why people love Kirk so much is because of this movie. Like everyone likes Kirk, to think of him Kirk as like, has the a lot cowboy of, man. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, Kirk has a lot of moments throughout the yeah. entire of TOS and like the movies. Not mm. not so much in the movies, but in TOS he does where he proves that he is a very deep, introspective, thoughtful type of guy. Yeah. And he does a lot of shit that I love. Like, my one of my favorite quotes is in... Um, shit, I wish I could remember the name of episodes right off the top of my head, like, cool people can. Yeah, the, the original series, the ones are a little tough. In the I original series... Space Seed. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking of... Um, fuck... It's the one where they meet the Romulans for the first time. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I think I saw that one. I've only, I started watching it uh, a couple weeks Balance ago. Balance of Terror. Mm-hmm. It's called Balance of Terror. And there's a guy uh, who's in the navigator position on the bridge who's just a huge racist. Yeah. And he says some shit about... Um, 
Vulcans, like equating them. Right. Or, or, and Kirk He's t- talking about Spock, right? He's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I trust you. And Kirk yeah. is like, uh, keep your racist attitudes in your quarters, mister. They have absolutely yeah. no place on the bridge of a starship. Yeah. I love that quote. <laughs> Which like for like nineteen sixty six is like pretty pretty cool. Yeah. 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 And uh, he gets a lot of flack from people who've never actually watched TOS for being a brainless Thug. He gets a lot of flack for people who never watched Star Trek and who watched the new movies where Kirk is like a moron. He's like a bro. <laughs> yeah. He is a huge motorcycle. Rather be like <clears throat> Kirk Kirk did a lot of free love, alright? <laughs> yeah. In the future, uh it's Well if they cured every disease and, and nothing matters, like fuck it. <laughs> it's like why is it not alright for him to have Sex in space. He's not married. He's a single man. Let him go fuck whoever the fuck he wants to fuck. He's not tricking these women into thinking that he's like in love with them forever or whatever. It's just. It's just. Yeah. He's just. There's there's a great scene in uh, the episode with the fucking like rock monster. Uh huh. That eats through rock and shit. The Horda. The Horda. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Devil in the dark. Is mm-hmm. the name of that episode? Man, I'm getting good at this. You're you're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at names of episodes of, of everything. Like I can't remember. Yeah, them. I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> in Devil in the Dark, there is a uh, psychiatrist that comes down with him, who he like uh, almost had a fling with, right? Yeah. But he realized that she was one of his subordinates, so he didn't. I rem- I seen this one too. Yeah, and she like implants a false memory into his head using this machine just for fun to see if it'll work. Mm-hmm. Of like a scenario she creates, right. where he comes, he takes her back to his quarters and is like, and she's like, "Will you say that you love me?" And he says, uh, "I'm not one to lie." Right. And she says, then you don't need to. And they fucking mack, right? <laughs> That's just the attitude of the future. It's fine. Yeah, it's. People aren't as puritanical. It's yeah. just, it's different. It's a different age. No, he's a space thug. Yeah, he is. He's probably got a big space dick. I don't doubt it. We got a question about that in, in uh, emails later, too. I can't wait. Uh, but anyway, they they rush off towards the Kittimer conference, Oh, they right? also figure out that uh, the cloaked ship idea was true, right? They yeah. They figure that out somehow. I don't remember how I don't remember that. how they figure that out either. I it's, think Valeris says it's been that three that's, weeks. That's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, when they arrive at, at K- Camp Kittimer, um, they don't know if Chang's ship is there. Yeah. And because, you know, it's cloaked. Yeah. So they're like, what the fuck? You know, uh, we're, we're like not going to make it in time. Yeah, how are we going to do this? Yeah. But then, like, Chang starts, uh, like, contacts him and starts quoting Shakespeare. Cry havoc! <laughs> yeah. Once more under the, under breach, the breach, dear yeah, friends. Dude, it's great. Oh, my God. Christopher Plummer. Oh, awesome. man. He's so good. Uh, <laughs> but, like, they start firing on the Enterprise, and, like, the Excelsior is way out. So there's no... Yeah. There's no but time. it's super fast. It's a fasty ship. Yeah, and there's a great there's a great line where like one of the guys is like, She'll fly apart, Captain. Yeah. And Sulu's like, Fly her apart then. Yeah, it's just then fly her apart. Yeah, it's it dude, he's like every line he says in this movie is fucking awesome. Yeah, it really is. It really fucking is. But um like the the guy's giving a speech, right? The the president of the Federation. Eric Foreman's dead. Yeah. The fucking... The bad guy from RoboCop. 
<laughs> and he's the president of space. He's given like the worst speech. It's like the most boring fucking yeah. shit. It's so boring. The president of space is up there giving his speech, right? And like a Klingon shows up with like a sniper rifle. Yeah. And he's like up in this perfectly placed glass balcony. This perch, this sniper <laughs> perch built for snipers. <laughs> and Admiral Cartwright is watching, like, fucking shoot him, shoot he's him. He's sweating like he's soaking wet with sweat, uh, like he's losing it. But, like, the Enterprise is getting really heavily damaged. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I, I don't really remember exactly how they defeat... It's the exhaust pipe. They're like, uh, what's her name? It's like, well, the thing has to have an exhaust pipe. Oh, yeah, right? Uhura does. Yeah, so they, like change the they like arm the torpedoes to like be like heat seeking missiles basically yeah yeah you're right yeah <laughs> and uh they like they fire the shit on chang's ship but it doesn't destroy him yeah and like chang is like flying around attacking both the excelsior and the enterprise like it ain't no and thing they start, and they just start pummeling him though like they start yeah beating him up like and then everything, it's, he's like Khan. Like, this is like, yeah. This is like, like a two, sh- a three ship version of Wrath of Khan at this point. And like, Chang is like constantly, constantly quoting Shakespeare the whole time. He's a little nuts. He's going a little crazy. He's like, I fucking love Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, is this what this fight is about? Um,. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, it keeps cutting back and forth between, like, uh, Sniper Klingon and the battle with Chang. Yeah, it's getting, like, real heated. It's, like, a real exciting editing is going on. Yeah, but they, <laughs> they blow the ship up. Yeah, which they'll use again in the next movie. Yeah. The exciting <laughs> climax that you've seen twice. Uh, but they, they beam down in time, and Kirk dive bombs into the president to knock him out of the way. Yeah. And, uh... Scotty, Scotty finds the sniper because yeah, they give him something. Fucking to do. shoots him. Yeah, he's like, Dah! and then he falls out of the window. This, like, I would love if anybody <laughs> listening to this has an animated GIF of Scotty popping in with the gun. Just gotcha. that, just him popping in, like, gotcha, I, gotcha. I want that really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, Spock has a great line. Where the Cartwright's like, arrest them. And he's like, arrest yourself. Arrest yourself, yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> Good well, one. <laughs> you got it. You got the one-liner, Spock. Burn. Uh, but they... They fucking... Uh, they figure out that, like, Colonel West is, is yeah. dead. Yeah, all these people were... It's like a super conspiracy. Like, the Romulans, yeah. the Klingons, and the Federation, like, they don't want peace. And that, like, all these people were in on this conspiracy. And then Kirk gives, like, the Gettysburg Address, the Ketimer Address, and he gives, like, this crazy, like, like, we have to change. Like, we can't keep doing this shit, you know? If, like, I, all if, have to, if I could, if yeah. I can change, and <laughs> you, can you can change. change, we could all change. Maybe we could change. That's what he says. <laughs> it's, it's Kirk's big speech. <laughs> and then they play Living in America. Living in America. Um, but then there's a great line I hate to fucking directly reference Red Letter Media since I usually just steal all their jokes instead (laughs) 
but there's this great fucking line in the Mr. Plinkett thing where he says, and then everybody stood around for and posed for a picture that nobody ever took. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, they just stand there. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> and then they go up, they beam up, and everything's fine again, right? Yeah, it's and then like they, they get told, they're like, oh, let's leave and go on an adventure. And their Starfleet command's like, no, bring the done. ship back, idiots. Yeah, you're done. You it's guys over. are done. It's 1991. We gotta stop making these movies. <laughs> that's what, the, that's what yeah. it says. <laughs> if I were a human, I believe my response would be, go to go hell. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> And then they use that with Data. They, they give yeah. Data that later. Data is new Spock. Yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, it all ends on, you know, second start of the right and straight on till morning. Yeah, that's, like, the super famous, like, super fan. That's in, like, that's in, like, like other things. Like well, it's from, it's from Peter Pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, it's, it's just the perfect fucking way to end it. Yeah. It's, this movie's great. This is a great movie. And there's, like, a great transition, right, where, like, in Next Gen, which had already been on the air for quite a while at this point, mm-hmm. uh, in the opening of Next Gen, they say, and boldly go where no one has gone before. Yeah. And in this one, they're like, boldly go where no man, no man. where no, no one, one. Yeah, has like, gone before. Yeah. Because, like, it's it's perfect. Because, like, oh, that whole conversation about inalienable human rights, like... The yeah. Federation and humans, like, st- start to realize, like, we can't, like, maybe this, like, stuff matters, you know? Maybe yeah. it doesn't matter to us. Like, maybe we think it's, like, PC or whatever, but, like, to oh. other people it matters, right? This like, this sounds like something that could be applied to the modern day. It sounds like it could be. <laughs> almost, it's almost like this actually matters. It's almost like this is allegorical, and yes. it's something you can learn from. Like, maybe to you, saying no man is no big deal, but maybe to somebody else it is. And by giving them the gift of you changing, maybe we can move forward and be better. <laughs> yeah, but fuck that. That's PC bullshit. Fuck that. I'm not changing. I love my emotions. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm addicted to my emotions. Eat my dick. Eat my addict. Eat my addict. I'm addicted with a I'm, I'm, a, I'm addicted to dick. Wait. <laughs> Wait. I mean, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I am, though. But, uh... And that's Star Trek VI, uh, The Undiscovered Country. And The Undiscovered Country is still out there before all of us. Yep. It's it's always undiscovered. It, there's always there's always more to be done. It'll or, never end. Or more to destroy and regress. <laughs> What are you talking about? Uh, it's allegorical. It's something you can learn from. So, why don't you give your overall impression of this movie now that we've painstakingly gone through every moment my of it? My overall impression is that this is my favorite one. You know, I w- long ago in a galaxy far, far away, Uh-oh. I would have said that Star Trek Wrath of Khan was my favorite. Yeah. But after that, like, as I got older, it became, mm-hmm. like, Star Trek Four. Yes. Became yeah. my favorite. Right. And now, I will right. say this now, after watching Six again... Yeah. I think Six is my favorite. Yeah, that's how I, exactly how I felt, too. Because it's, it's like, the older you get, the more you realize, like, this is, like... Like, to me, this is what Star Trek is about. Oh, yeah. Like, this is the essence of Star Trek, is, like... 
and it's told in such a like a cool story that's like fun at times and like this is what Star Trek should be and like all other Star Trek with these characters should aspire to be this movie instead like we get bullshit which yeah. is like trash um but like this I don't know We'll be talking about those movies. Oh my god, those those podcasts are gonna be like seven hours long. The, like, the I'm sad not part. Stop the sad about. part about those podcasts is like how many people are going to stop listening. Good. When we get, to- I don't care. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't give a shit either, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I agree though. Like, four was my favorite for like ever because it's it's awesome. It's like time travel. It's fucking great. And it's you know? it's hilarious. The humor it's, in that yeah. movie is spot it's the fuck perfect. on. It's perfect. And this movie is, I don't know, everyone has something to do, everyone's in it, everyone's does a really good job, like, they give uh, Sulu, like, his own ship, and it works, it's perfect, you know? That's the thing, you know what I would have loved to have seen? What's that? Is, this series of movie ends, right, and they're like, mm. alright, we're we're retiring, we're heading off, I would like at least one movie with Captain Sulu and with his Sulu? crew. Oh man, I bet, I bet like he wanted that, I bet you he did, but like they were like, now nah, we can't uh, do that. I wanted that. Cause fucking Shatner would have lost his fucking mind. Yeah. They hate, like they hate each other. They s- still hate each other this yeah. day. Yeah. And they always <laughs> did. <laughs> but that's how good of actors they are, because at the end of this movie you're like, oh my god, like, they like really love each other. <laughs> They're bestest friends forever. Yeah, nope. Nah. <laughs> Nah. Nah. <laughs> I love this movie, though. It's, like you said, there's something intrinsically Star Trek. Yeah. That this movie captures in a way that the other movies almost touch sometimes, but never make it quite to. Yeah, two, like, two is, like, two, two is, like, Star Trek entering its, like, best years. Like, because they didn't know, like, you know, Star, like, Star Trek isn't... It's not like Star Wars, where like George Lucas was like, "Here's my vision. This is what it is." Star Trek is like an ever evolving, like oh yeah, it, it took like decades for them to like figure their shit out, you know. And that's the that's the weirdest thing when you're trying to recommend a series to somebody because yeah. none of the series are consistent whatsoever. Right. It it's, it's like it's TNG. Yeah. TNG has two pretty crappy seasons and then yeah. it's really great and then it has one half of a crappy season at the end. Yeah, the last season you're like, what? Yeah, what the fuck happened to your writers? Did they all just go to DS9 or what? <laughs> yeah, they were like getting ready for fucking like that show to take off. Like, like they were like, this show's gonna get good soon too, so we gotta go do that show now. Yeah, and like it, with DS9 shit just changes after three seasons. It's the same thing. It's like the same formula. As yeah. It, as what, it, like when they get the Defiant, the show gets fucking great. And with, like, the original series, it's like the first season is, like, l- slightly weird episodes. It's like the Twilight Zone or, like, yeah. Power Limits. It's, like, yeah. slightly weird episodes, and then it gets really good towards the end of the season. And then yeah. season two is fucking, like, gold. And then yeah. season three is, like, not good. Yeah. And it, it's weird how that works, man. It's just weird. It just it's, changes. You can't just recommend a whole series wholesale and say it's all good. Yeah, you really have to take in all this stuff as a whole, really. And, like, I don't know, like you and I have been Star Trek fans for, like, ever. Yeah, so as long it's as easy I can for remember. Us, yeah, so it's, like, easy for us to just, like, be like, well, here's, like, the good stuff and here's the bad stuff. But for people who don't really, 
or, get, or people who are, like, getting into it now, it's tough to be, like, just stick with it because, like, it'll be worth it, right? Yeah. It's, That's like, the, the same think. people who are, like, yeah, the game gets good 60 hours in. Right. <laughs> like... Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to do it. But it's totally worth it because, like, when you get those, I believe, when you get to the moments like that, this movie represents. We're seeing something that's like inherent in all people, and it says it speaks to me like like poetry does. Yeah, or like music. It gives you a better understanding of how to be a better person. Right, exactly. And that might sound like hoity-toity, like fucking lofty ideals or whatever, but it's true for me. For me too, I agree with you. When I watched the show, especially when I was younger, but still to this day, and like one of the characters gives like a little speech about what it means to be human and what it means to truly strive to do something great mm-hmm. and to do the right thing. I'm like, man, I need to be more like that. It just makes you want to live there, honestly. Oh, yeah. I think uh, pretty much every second of every day about living in the Star Trek future. Yeah, the past month or two. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I would say I would say yeah. the past like eight months or so. Yeah, like I I wouldn't mind. But especially the last month or so. If I would if I got like abducted by like aliens and they said yeah we have a society like this I'd be like yeah just like take me there like don't yeah. take me back. If the Vulcans showed up and abducted me I'd be fine with that. Oh definitely especially because Vulcan ladies are <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I've, I may have said one or two things about this in the past. <laughs> um, there's yeah. a Vulcan in DS9 even who's like slightly weird looking almost, but she's also hot. I don't, I don't know. She's the, the weapons dealer that Quark deals with. Oh yeah, no, she's super hot. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have to say this is my favorite, and yeah, we'll get a lot more into like those lofty ideals of Star Trek as we dive into the series. Yeah, because the, the series, you get much more of it. I, guess, I think with the movies, like, they they just want, I don't know, it's... They want those, they want that popcorn bucks. Yeah, they want those big, big blockbuster bucks, and, like, that's not what Star Trek really is. No. So when they, when they try to make them into that, sometimes it's... See, that's it the thing. Work. That's the thing is like people go and watch the new Star Trek movies, right? And it's like bang, yeah. bang, shoot 'em up explosions, and they're like, right. "Wow, I want to watch the original series." Yeah. And they get back there, and it's like a fifty-minute-long episode where it's mostly guys standing around talking. Yeah, there's one episode where like there's like a scene <laughs> where they're in like the rec room and like. <laughs> like Spock's playing like a lute. Oh yeah, and Uhura <laughs> and sings like, a song, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> That's entertainment, man. That TV was did. a variety show at that That's point. That's what they did then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like the episode with the with the Horda. There's yeah. no action in that episode for the most yeah. part. It's yeah. just people getting killed by a monster off screen right. and like characters debating the morality of what they're doing. Right. And it's great. I fucking it's love great. that episode. Yeah. No, it's great. It's fucking great. Like Star Trek's fucking great overall. Yeah. And which it means it's really fucking great because like there are some really shitty episodes of Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, like Threshold. There's dude, Voyager, like all of them. <laughs> like 
Uh, a lot of people you... really love Voyager, and I'm I know, like, I know. watch TNG, motherfucker. What are you doing? <laughs> I, like, I, I would, I would struggle to name ten good episodes from Voyager. Like, I like the the Q episode, the the first one, the the one with the Q, the one to commit suicide. I thought yeah, that was that a good episode. Good. That is a good one. <clears throat> there's some, like, there's some good ones. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know either. Missed opportunity. There's a lot of that shows like a lot of missed opportunities. Yeah, it really is. Especially like putting <laughs> as much as I hate them the idea of the McKee and it doesn't fit in Star Trek whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They had an opportunity to mm-hmm. have a crew that was constantly at odds. Right. And they just did nothing with it. Yeah. There's just the barest hints of it here and there. It's so weird because like I you haven't watched Battlestar Galactica yet. No. Um but when you watch DS9, you're like, because uh, Ronald D. Moore uh, was the showrunner on DS9, and yeah. he was the one who wrote and directed and did all of Battlestar. Wrote, like, directed, he, starred in. He starred in, uh, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, like, you see, like, in, B- in DS9, you're like, okay, this is, like, the proto-BSG. Like, he wanted to do things, but, like, he had to keep them within Star Trek realm. So yeah. And Battlestar Galactica is just a fucking descent into madness. Well, that's the thing. Watching Deep Space Nine, there are moments when I'm like, man, this is veering dangerously close to kind of shitting on Star Trek. Yeah, and, like, that's what BSG turns into. But also, Voyager is, like, like Battlestar Galactica 2 because it's one ship alone and they're, they're trying to get to home. So it's, like, this weird, like, like, BSG got split in half. And Ronald D. Moore, I don't think, had anything to do with Voyager. He didn't. I don't do, know I don't if he did anything. or not, actually. Um, but it's just weird because, like, it's like you're taking one really great idea and splitting it into two ideas, mm. where like Dude. one of those halves is still really fucking good, but the other half is just bullshit. It's like twins. One half is Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and the other half is Danny DeVito. Yeah, one half is really awesome, like Danny yeah. DeVito. And then. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna watch Twins next on this. Show. Yes, Twins is the next episode. <laughs> I'll watch. I'll watch Battlestar Galactica eventually. It's. So, I'm telling you, man, it's fucking great. Uh, like, Ronald D. Moore is like the most interesting guy to read interviews with him and stuff because yeah. he is so fucking bitter yeah, and mad. angry at every interview. He's just like, yeah, I wanted to do this, but they wouldn't let me. So that's what Hollywood does. They to could you, eat man. my ass. Fuck Dude, that's em. what it does to you. That's what. That's what it does. To you. <laughs> He's like, he's like fucking the showrunners at Star Trek can eat my whole butt. I just hate it. <laughs> yeah, because like they were like, no, you can't do that. And he's like, okay, you know, because like, what's yeah. he gonna do? Yeah, get like quit. <laughs> you know, what I mean? yeah, where, where's he gonna go at that point? You know, yeah, there, like that was it. At that, that was like you made it. That's television. Uh, <laughs> but TV's uh, fucking shitty, man. It sucks. I've I've never even been close. I haven't been close to a TV camera. So my experience, that's not my true. Limited experience has been a nightmare. So that I'll just leave it at that. One day I'll tell the story. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even heard this story. So <laughs> I'm like legally not allowed to talk about. It. <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck am I gonna do? Sue you over? <laughs> well, I mean, I can tell you, but we yeah. just have to stop recording. No, let's record it. Um. <laughs> We got a lot of emails this time, so... Right, let's take a break and we'll go back to the emails. Oh my god, this is going to be a long episode. All right, All right. break time. <laughs> email, email, email. Emails. 
Our first email is from Chase, who says, but, like, is there a god? <laughs> P.S. Fire Josh again. Oh, no. <laughs> Not again. If, if anybody is going to get fired from this podcast, it's certainly going to be me. <laughs> no, I, no one's going to get fired. No. Ever. Ever. And Maybe I'll get fired out of a cannon. Yeah. That'd oh, be so awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. But, like, is there a god? I mean, <laughs> I don't think there... I'll say this. I don't think that what people think God is, is. Nah. So, whatever that means. <laughs> nah, there ain't none. There ain't uh, none. <laughs> next, next question is from Zeal. Hey, Zeal. Hey. Hey, guys. Sorry for not sending an email last episode. I was busy playing Star Trek Online. Yeah! I've still never played it. <laughs> fun i don't i'm not like in the paywall i see every time i go to look at it <laughs> uh, anyway i have no good questions for you so i'm just checking in to ask how much you love data today uh i love data more every day yeah data is one of the best characters in all star trek he's one of the best characters like on in television history yeah he's like top 20 i easily. love i love that robot man yeah, I love them too. Uh, P.S. You have at least one fan in Sweden, so you're officially an internationally famous podcast. Oh shit! Yeah, Sweden. Pretty soon, I'm gonna have to move there because America's collapsing. We <laughs> 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 failed democracy, y'all. <laughs> Capitalism's fucking out of control, baby. <laughs> the poor are gonna eat the rich, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're all gonna fucking die. Um, yeah, it's cool though that we got somebody from Sweden. Yeah, it's cool. That likes our podcast. That's uh, awesome. That's one of our 199 listeners, I guess. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> you know, I always think, man, like, man, we got like almost 200 listeners. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then I look at like other pod, like any other podcast, and it's like, uh, oh, but our- there's so many podcasts who don't even have like ten listeners. Like I'm serious, man. Like the horticulture podcast. People make podcasts and they're awful. Like most podcasts are pretty terrible. That's like a depressing thing when like I get followed by somebody that I have no idea who it is, right? Yeah. And I click on it, and it's like, my name's Joe Schmo, host, and I make host this, of right. the blah, blah, blah right. cast, and the blah, blah, blah cast, and the blah cast. I was, in my head today, I was making fun of, like, this is what I do, I'm a crazy person, I talk to myself. So I went on Reddit, and I go, to, I follow our podcast, and like, oh, the, no. the headline was like, is there a, uh, a, 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 a podcast about politics that's also funny? And it's like, people just think that, like, these podcasts exist. But, like, they've been trained to think that because every motherfucker yeah, has, a has a podcast. That's the thing. It's like, Just think why about don't this. you make that podcast? If somebody <laughs> wants to go out and be like, I would like a Star Trek podcast where they go through the movies and it's <laughs> comedy based. Yeah. Uh, that exists. Here there you go. We, there, 200 people listen to it. 201 so, now, baby. 201 people can't be wrong. That's what Elvis said. <laughs> Elvis had a very specific love of numbers. <laughs> Uh, so it's, also how many, it's also how many uh, pounds his right leg weighed at the end. <laughs> you struggled with that one, but you you stuck the landing. I, That's I, what matters. I, tr- I'm a little, I feel a little sick today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next email is from Greg with two G's. Sweet. You can't just hoard all the G's to yourself, Greg. Your name has three G's in it? That's crazy. Greg-g-g-g. Greg-g-g-g. Well, Greg says, 
Hi, guys. I really enjoy the podcast. Don't Thank fire you. Josh. Oh, man. It must be happening soon if everyone's talking about it. <laughs> That's how it works. They're talking around the office about Josh getting fired. <laughs> Josh is going to get fired soon. I can feel it. Uh, do you think Enterprise would work better as a single movie instead of a series? No. Absolutely uh, not. No. I feel like as much as I don't like what I saw of Enterprise, it was only like the first ten episodes, and I really liked one of them. Yeah. So, and people tell me all the time that, like, Enterprise gets really good after a season or two. Yeah, it gets better. It definitely does. If it took that long to get, like, its, it's, like, feet moving in the right direction, Mm -hmm. I don't think they could have done a movie and done any justice. You can't, you can't do a movie because, like, there's so much, it's like Star Wars, it's like the prequels, like, you couldn't tell that story in six movies, like... It's too much information. They had to make the Clone Wars and shit. Yeah. Right? To fill in the gaps. And, yeah. like, that's what Enterprise would be like. You need to... You, it would need to be, like, ten movies. It'd be crazy. So, I don't know. And they didn't get to finish it. The thing about Enterprise that sucks, that that sucks for them, was that it was on television at, like, just the wrong time. It's yeah. just... Television was super changing, and it was dying. It was, like, the beginning of the death of TV. And, like, nobody wanted to wait for the show to get good. And it was on fucking, like, UPN or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, what the CW fuck was up with that? Whatever. It was on UPN. Yeah, yeah it, su- it sucked, man. Like, it just, it, it got a raw deal. Like, yeah. a hard raw deal. <laughs> I can't wait to actually give it a chance when we get there. I think that there are episodes in that first season that you'll you'll appreciate. I really, really love the episode with the Tellerite who, like, kidnaps Archer. That's a cool one. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, thanks, yeah, Greg. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Good, good, good. <laughs> Our next email is from my friend Graham. Hi, Graham. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Graham. Graham. Who says? Uh, Do you remember that episode of the original series where they went to an alternate Earth where the Nazis won? Is that us? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're in the mirror universe right now. Oh, God. We both do have facial hair. Half of us got sent there. <laughs> Are we the evil Jeff and Josh? Because I'm we definitely have facial the hair? evil Josh. Yeah. There's evil Josh and eviler Josh. Even more and more evil Josh. Josh. <laughs> Nazi Josh. Uh, thanks, Graham. Yes is the answer to that. The answer would be yes. Our next, uh, our next email is from OK Harvey who okay. I kept reading is Orc Harvey. That's cool. Which is much cooler. Switch it to that. Orc yeah, Harvey. Orc Harvey. <laughs> uh, Orc Harvey says, uh, I've got nothing to say really, but I've had an email read on every podcast that had emails read so far, and I think that's kind of cool. Sweet. Great email. <laughs> uh, Data is like a sex bot and was in a relationship with Tasha Yar. Tasha Yar. Do you I think wouldn't he- really say it's a relationship. Yeah. It was a, it was a booty call is what it yeah, was. Yeah, it was more of a... Uh, hey, what are you doing tonight? Want to come over and then leave in the morning? <laughs> Do you think he, like, feels sex? Yeah. He, he said to her he was programmed with pleasure techniques and stuff. Do you think sex is good for an android? Well, I, I don't know. I guess not, right? Well, like, I don't know. Maybe. He doesn't feel. He doesn't, like, have emotions. And emotions yeah. are feels. Right. So but, like, he, he's, a, he's a giant walking dildo. Does your dildo enjoy it when you shove it up your bum? <laughs> send us an no. email about that it does his job <laughs> we'll read it on the next it's just, it's just doing his job man send us send us send me that email in private my email address is 
I'm not gonna say it. His email address is uh, Josh Henderson at go fuck yourself. This isn't real. Dot org. Damn, he got it. <laughs> First try. Um, no, I really doubt that he feels sex. Yeah, it's he not. He seemed it's, pretty it's, psyched it's, about it, though. It's more of an emotional <laughs> thing. I, guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, animals have sex. Like, insects have sex and shit. So, like, uh, they maybe, do it for procreation, though. Maybe, like, like Stung was smart enough to give him some kind of feeling. Stung is a fucking freak. He's like, I'm going to make Dude. this my son. It's going to look just like me. Also, he's going to have a fucking vibrating dick. <laughs> <laughs> His whole dick is like the rabbit, like that dildo with that rabbit on it. You know what I mean? Uh, I wish I didn't. But um, our next I knew the email, name of that dildo. It's so famous. Our next email is from uh, Johnny Cordova, which is a really cool name. Johnny Cordova here. Johnny Cordova, baby. It sounds like the guy who pulls up outside your house on a motorcycle to pick yeah, your picture daughter around. up. Yeah, he's wearing cool glasses and smoking a cigarette. And he's, yeah. he's, she's like, Johnny's here to pick me up, Daddy. And you're like, my poor daughter. Huh? <laughs> uh, if you have a daughter. Yeah. If you have a son, he could also be there to pick him yeah, up. Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, hey, guys, with Star Trek Discovery starting production and set to come out pretty soon, I was just wondering your thoughts on it. Do you think it's going to be Dank Daddy? I don't think anything ever is going to be Dank Daddy because I refuse to think that that's a thing. Why is what does that mean? I'm old. Uh, cool. I don't know. I I, I know what Dank means. <laughs> I, I was young once, but Dank Daddy. I mean, you gotta start reading about what the kids are into, yeah, what, Jeff. That sounds like something like a fucking Hepcat would say. It sounds like a strain of weed. Yeah, Dank Daddy. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I'd smoke that. <laughs> Yeah, I would. Or or maybe just kind of bleh. What do you think? And also the title of the email is Discovery of D's Nuts. Am I right? <laughs> Which I got to <laughs> chuckle out of. <laughs> That's pretty good. You saved it there with that title, Johnny Cordova. Yeah, you, you uh, get I don't to know. keep the sunglasses a motorcycle now. <laughs> I, I, nobody knows too much about the show yet. I mean, the people they got are pretty good. No. Um, uh, the ship looks like dog shit. I true. Don't, I hate this fucking ship. Yeah. It's cool that it's named Discovery because it's like one of the shuttles. Is like I like that theme. I like to stick with the theme of the space shuttle yeah. naming. That's cool. Um, I I don't like the ship. I was really worried because there was this leaked photo that was supposed to be of Klingons. Yeah, and it looked terrible. And it turns yeah, out that they're not Klingons. The guy who took the photo just thought they were. It's well, it's who who does the show? It's fucking what's his name? Lind Lindel? Not Lindelof. Uh, uh, no, it's not Damon Lindelof. It's not Damon Lindelof. It's the other guy. It's the fucking other guy who wrote. Is it the, Kurtzman? Yeah, it's fucking him. Is it? Yeah. So he fucking sucks ass. I didn't know fucking Kurtzman was involved. Yeah, he's fucking. Yeah, he's. He created it. I think he's writing some of it. I don't oh, know. No, that's, he's that's executive really, producer of it. It's really not boding well. That's a very bad sign because he, that dude wrote. I think he wrote one of the. He like wrote Transformers and shit. He sucks, dude. He fucking sucks. Yeah, he wrote it. He didn't even write it. He wrote half of it. Robert Orsi wrote the other. Yeah, half. Orky is the other fucking terrible piece of shit who can't write his way out of a fucking Jesus paper bag. Christ. I, I don't really have an opinion on it yet since I haven't seen anything. There's like a right. close-up of a uniform. Oh, really? I'm trying to find it. It looks boss as fuck, but... I mean, uh, um, 
what's her name is in it the uh the girl from walking dead yeah and the lady michelle martin green yeah uh Sarek is gonna be in it. I just read that. Yeah, but he's, he's gonna be like a young Sarek. Yeah, played. So that means we're inevitably gonna have like the wink, wink, nod, nod, Spock. Yeah, here's moment. my son. Yeah, yeah. So that's dumb. He's a fucking freak. He's half human. Look yeah, at. Yeah, I hate him. I fucking hate him. He's so when human. When he was born, I said so human. Yeah, <laughs> disgusting. And I threw him against a wall. <laughs> Cocksucker. <laughs> I don't know the guy. The guy from. A road trip. The TA from Road Trip is in it. Anthony Rapp is his name. That's good. That's good. Now I know the movie's in good hands. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Ah, oh, shit. Why can't I remember his name? He was. He's literally every dude wearing monster makeup in every movie ever. Hmm. Doug Jones. Yeah, Doug Jones. Yeah, is in it. As yeah, a, he's as a it. weird alien. He's Lieutenant Saru. Whatever he's, that he's is. Lieutenant gonna have an arm coming out of the middle of his chest. Is that gonna be him? That, that'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be really funny. I would actually... It, it would be funny, but then I'd be like, okay, get him off the show now. Okay, please don't show this anymore. D- never never bring that back again, please. Uh, I'm not I'm not really, like, expecting this to be good, so I don't know. Mm, I'm not holding my breath, but I'm... Kurtzman blows. He sucks, so I, that's... I don't know. I'm gonna reserve judgment until it comes out and then yeah. hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Our next email is from Dakota Frutchy. Okay. Who says, good luck pronouncing that, you kissable bitch. <laughs> Damn. I like this person. <laughs> uh, he knew it was going to be me reading it, too, so... Uh, hey guys, I know I brought this up on Twitter, but was wondering about your thoughts on Discovery. Okay, well. Okay, well we just did it. Let's talk uh, about it some yeah, more. Though. If that I think it'll was, suck. <laughs> if that question wasn't fun enough for the show, who do you think has the biggest dick in Starfleet? Love you guys. <laughs> Keep up the good work. I mean, everyone eats really well, and they have, and like, they're they're like, they've had a couple generations of like pretty good genetic. True. You know, true. Like. Genes are genes are probably like pretty stable. Like there's probably not too many mutations and shit. Mm-hmm. So everyone's probably got like a pretty good sized dick, I would think. Kirk, you think Kirk? I don't know, man. I think Kirk's swinging a fucking hammer, dude. You think so? I think so. I mean, I don't know what like Klingons got going on, but I would say Worf. Mm, that's probably true. That's probably because like Klingons, Klingons are big, dude. Klingons got like a baby's arm holding an apple. Yeah, they're big people. So like, just by like you know, proportionally, it's probably large. You know what I thought about earlier is that Data says that he's fully functional. Yeah, but he never specifies what type of genitals are fully functional. That he oh, has. he's a man. He's a man. You don't know that. Maybe he can like pop it off and put a. Maybe he's badge got a on vagina there. down there. You don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, he's got both. For all I know, Who maybe. Knows? Maybe Sung <laughs> was like real into like letting him choose. I think Tasha Yar had the biggest clit. That's all I know. Wow. That thing was like a tiny penis. <laughs> like a hyena. <laughs> Look it up, biology. <laughs> um. <laughs> A whole lot of visuals I didn't really want to think about, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to agree that Worf has probably got the biggest dick probably in Starfleet. Probably Worf, right? I mean, that, that might be a little stereotypical, but... 
It's not because he's black. It's because no, he's a Klingon. They're Klingons. They're fucking huge, dude. Like they're like seven foot fucking tall. Yeah, <laughs> he's not black anyway. He's like Klingon. Yeah, color. they're Klingon. They're different. He's Klingon color. Right. It's different. <laughs> um, thanks for writing in. Uh, we got we got a couple more. Strap yeah. in. Yeah. Our Let's next do it. our next email is from Spartan, who I sort of know, I guess. Uh, he said, "Hey Jeff and Josh, love the show, and your revu- review of uh, Final Frontier is so accurate. This is why they should never let Shatner direct anything." Yeah, <laughs> I got two questions for you. If you were able to make your own Star Trek series, when would it take place? Ship mm-hmm. or station? What character types? What would the basis of the series be? Etc. Holy Jesus! This or, is like a report. Or just how far you want to go with the question. Um, I would do it after TNG, and it would be a ship, because it's easier to write a show about yes, a ship. true. Um, character types, like, I don't know, that's, that's like, a super complicated question. Yeah, I don't, I don't have I would enough. have to spend, like, like, this is, like, what people get paid to do, and this is what I get paid to do sometimes, so it would take me a much longer time to, like, figure that yeah, out, you know? I don't get um, paid for anything, so. <laughs> um... <laughs> I have to agree. It would have to be set after TNG. I don't want to do another prequel. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a road to disaster. There's in plenty this day of and age. Yeah, there's plenty of shit to play with in Star Trek, man. Like you don't need to go backwards. You can. But there is a part of me, right, mm-hmm. that wants to do fully retro style TOS timeline. Yeah. On a ship that isn't the Enterprise, set right. during the same time as TOS. That would be cool. Like and that I'm would like, be cool. I'm writing uh, a little, like, story, little by little, just yeah. for fun. That's, that's awesome. It's sort of, like, I, I don't know whether to call it, like, it's just like a tongue-in-cheek kind of right. detective noir story. That's awesome. Set on board a starship, and the detective is the chief of security. That's cool. And I would love a series like that. That would be cool. That's very Babylon 5-esque. Yeah, that's true. From what I've seen of Babylon 5. Did I, I sent you that clip of like the trial? Yeah. Like, the alien abduction trial? That shit's fucking I hilarious, fucking love man. That. That's like, <laughs> that is 10 out of 10 space humor. That's some sweet 90s science fiction, man. <laughs> um, he also asks, if you were to play a character in Star Trek, who would it be and what would your job be? Uh, for That's easy for me. I mean, I think my demeanor i would be probably a tactical person a smarmy yeah. they're a little they're a little cocky right i could play that i could play that real good you'd be you'd be like the tactical officer yeah but i'm like i'm like kind of like a dickhead maybe you'd be maybe you'd be like a romulan i could be a romulan i could do that maybe. i could play a villain i could definitely yeah. play a villain i I'd probably be, like, the scientist on a planet that they go to meet who, like, gets <laughs> murdered by a monster. That'd be me. That's the most honest-ass answer <laughs> anyone has ever given on any show. That'd be me. I'd be the corpse. When they land, there'd be a corpse laying there. That'd be me. <laughs> ah, the extra moved again. God, God. <laughs> Jeff, fucking, stop moving. Jeff, stop it. You're fucking fired if you move one more I'm time. I'm sorry. I itch. <laughs> It's hot down here. The lights are hot. <laughs> uh, for Give me real, a free sun. <laughs> like, I would, I would definitely love. Like, Josh took my answer, and that I would love to play the tactical officer on a yeah. ship. But I, I would go like the opposite way and be like the 
the super soft-spoken, nice. Well, you're, that's tactical you're nice. Officer. You're a nice person. That's why I'm who's, not nice. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's like a who's like doesn't seem like he should be the tactical officer, but yeah. he's still really like tactical and shit and figures yeah. shit out. You kind of remind me of like a little bit like if I had to picture you in Star Trek of a uh, what's his name from DS Nine. The yeah, guy what's who's his a traitor. Name is my favorite. Oh, fucking Eddington. Eddington, yeah. You kind of remind good. me of him a little bit. That's good. I like to be a traitor. Eddington's cool. He's No, he's cool <laughs> as shit, though. He's dope, man. Eddington rules. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, he's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> it's all right. He's I, like, I liked him. I liked Eddington. He's smart as shit, man. I liked, I liked Eddington until... I guess it's a spoiler. Spoiler for the next, like, ten Whatever. seconds. It's fucking... It's well, fucking, 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, Eddington... Like, Eddington gets tricked into, like, fucking, like fucking up and yeah. giving himself over because, like, he really, really loves Les Miserables. Yeah, he's super... And they just trick him into it by it. using it. He, like... Be like, what do they call that when like, self fulfilling prophecies yeah. himself? Yeah, what a dipshit, you know? <laughs> it's just a book, dude. Just you just gave up your whole fucking movement because you think you're Jean Valjean. <laughs> just it's just a book, man. Just don't just don't it, do that. It goes far enough that like even after he's gone, there's still a ship called the Valjean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Our next email is from uh, Rachel, who says, Scenario, you both okay. are responsible for a new Star Trek show that will be shown on CBS. Oh, man. Whatever broadcasting, who cares, in 2017. Okay. What characters would you bring back, and who would play them, assuming none of the old cast from anything would sign on to play their old characters? I wouldn't bring anybody on, then. I wouldn't do that. Like, you would do, like, a replacement thing? No, that's terrible. I agree. I hate that. That's, it's like... not good. That was the biggest red flag for me in, yeah. when talking about Discovery is yeah. they were like, we've cast a new Sarek. And I was like, why? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... I mean, they might get away with it because, like, uh, he's young, I guess, maybe. I, I guess. don't know. But Sarek is like the guy who played Sarek is fucking Sarek. Like, Dude, that guy I is... love that actor. Yeah. Mark Leonard is yeah. his name. He's great. He's fucking great. He is really good. He's like one of my favorite like extra characters, like the returning characters. Yeah, he's absolutely one of my favorites. I'm pretty sure, like, like not to like hijack this question or whatever, but I'm pretty sure that like, um, what's her name would do it because she doesn't have anything to do in any- anymore. <laughs> What's Deanna Troy. Deanna Tr- Marina Sirtis. Marina Sirtis. Yeah, she was, would do I it. was like Gates McFadden? Yeah, no, she <laughs> might not. She's She was in uh, hunt, The Hunt for Red October, so she's got that, that money coming in. That was 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, like, Frakes would do it. Like, that dude, like, oh, he'll do whatever. Like, he yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, he's a working man. He wants yeah. to work. He loves Star Trek. I think that's the thing. Like, they really love Star Trek. Like, yeah. LeVar Burton totally would do it, too. He oh, would do yeah. it. Um, it's funny that, like, Gates McFadden is what came to my mind the first time, <laughs> and she's going to be at the Comic-Con that that's I'm going to go to. In Lexington? Yeah. That's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm going to a Comic-Con in Lexington, Kentucky, uh, that's gonna which be isn't great. where I live, by the way. It's going to be dope. <laughs> uh, in um, March. You can look it up. Uh, Josh will not be there. I probably won't be able to make it. 
considering Kentucky's pretty far away from yes, me. Yes, it is. It's pretty fucking far away from me, too, actually. I've been to Kentucky. I've driven yeah. into Kentucky once. I've, I can get to Kentucky, but it's just this little bit that pops over that's close. Yeah. And everything else is really fucking far away. But I'm going there, and I'm going to meet Gates McFadden, and I'm going to be like, I used to have a huge crush on you. Used to. And I'm going to oh. say used to by doing giant air finger air quotes. With your arms. You're just going to use Used to. And she's going to be like, what is that? I've never seen that. I'm going to be like, let's fuck. And you're going to say, I invented it. And she's going to be like, I love that about you. So and I'm, then very, she's gonna, I'm very inventive. She's going to kiss your mouth off. Okay, that would be uh, very problematic. She's going to... She's redhead, dude. Do yeah, it. I know about it. <laughs> I know about them redheads from my experience with you. <laughs> We're the best. Uh, that also ties into the next question that mm. Rachel asks. Are either of you single with several smiley faces afterwards? <laughs> uh, no. No. I'm not single. I'm, I'm also... I'm the Sorry. farthest away from single you can possibly be. Yeah. Make of that what you will. <laughs> We're married to each other, is what we're yes. trying to tell you. We we we've gotten legally gay married, so f- yeah, fuck for off. now legally gay married until yeah until it's outlawed until that's a thing, and then it's the fucking running man, except <laughs> with homosexuals. Uh, but thanks for asking. That's very. Uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh. I don't know. I really don't know what it's, word you're it's, looking for. It's very. Uh, it's it's nice of you. <laughs> it makes me feel good. Yeah, no, it's a compliment. Thank you. It's a nice compliment. Yeah, it's cool. It's. Uh, I like when people like me. It's cool. I wish there was a word. There is a word. It's in the complimentary. Fucking, no, it's like in the dictionary, and I'm thinking of it, and it's in Fisticuffs. my stupid brain. Um, Charlatan. Charlatan? <laughs> no. No, not at all. Um Somebody email us the answer to what yeah, Jeff email is us fucking what talking I'm about. Because I have no idea. Email me what I'm thinking. <laughs> God, I wish I could I knew. I wish I could unlock the secrets of my own brain. We're old man, this is what happens when you get old. You just forget every fucking thing. It's humbling. It's it not the word I'm looking for, but uh, I'm. Are you, are you sure it's not complimentary? Flattering? No. It's flattering. Flattering. Fuck yeah! We solved it. We flattering. did it. Flattering. Don't it email is. us that. We Don't email. We got it. We got it. Stop <laughs> typing your email if you're doing it. Yeah. Hopefully Delete you it. didn't just pause to type. Type the us email. another email. <laughs> uh, you know what? Thanks for tuning into our podcast, everybody. Thank you. It's really nice of you. It's very flattering <laughs> that you listen to our podcast. It's like the word of the day. <laughs> it's, on, it's on my word of the day calendar. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Uh, but thanks for listening. If you'd like to send an email into the show and have it read on the air, uh, you could send it to Josh Henderson at <laughs> gofuckyourselfthisisn'treal.com. <laughs> Or you could send it into mclassemail at gmail.com. Because somebody took fucking mclass podcast. Like, yeah. who the fuck has that email? I'm going to kill you. There's probably, like, another mclass podcast that's way older that has, like, one million episodes and ten viewers. We didn't really check, but, like, I don't... I'm not 
I fuck checked. that shit. I checked a lot. Like, I had 20 ideas for names for this shit before I settled on M-Class Podcast. Were we gonna call it the Jeff and Josh Slappy Hour? <laughs> I don't remember. I, don't, I, don't I really remember don't remember that. any of the names. I don't remember them. <laughs> the, uh, subspace Transmission was that my was favorite. One. That was one. But uh, that was super taken. Jeff and Josh sit nude. Talking to a microphone. That's what I wanted to call Jeff it. Jeff and Josh fucking kiss. Yeah, that, that was, was the, the name of it. That was the second one I thought and then, of. Then somebody was like, "But what does that have to do with Star Trek?" And we we're like, "Shit, I know Not I forgot a goddamn something." Goddamn thing. And then we kissed each other. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be wearing Star Trek uniforms while we do it. Yeah, that's that's loosely tied in. <laughs> it's it, it is a podcast, so that doesn't really matter. But yeah. it matters to us. You don't know, but we know. <laughs> It's, that's what matters. That's all that matters. That's all I care about. <laughs> so hopefully this episode will be up before the country is obliterated. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll if work we, hard to make sure that happens in the next few days. <laughs> if we survive the the country being blown up. <laughs> yeah. If we survive the nuclear holocaust, we'll be back uh, next time with Star Trek Generations. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, we are now entering the fucking shit. I will say that Generations is not very good, but it's not terrible. Yeah, it's not five. But, no, it's not. It's not five. Uh, but I do love First Contact. I love it. I'm sorry. I, I like I First Contact. I, I don't have it. a problem with First Contact. There are parts of it that I have problems with that I will talk about. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. But uh, I do like the movie. It's the only TNG movie I legitimately like. Yeah, after... I don't know, I watched Nemesis again recently. It's oh, not as Nemesis bad. Nemesis can eat my butt. It's not as bad as <laughs> I remembered it being, honestly. I was like, eh, okay. I hate that movie. It's just, it's not good because it's, it just, it ends sad. I haven't it, seen no it. There's no resolution to it. I haven't seen it in like five or six years, so maybe my opinion will change but in <clears throat> five or six more years when we get to it. Yeah. And then they had to like skip over like all the movies that they would have made to like resolve the end of that movie and put them in a comic book for the shitty 2009 movie. Yeah, thanks for that. Great. I have to read a comic book to watch a movie? Sounds great. Thank you. Yeah, who likes comic books, right, Josh? I don't, I don't have a problem with comic books, I but I don't even, I'm not going to go do fucking homework before I got to go no, watch a movie. do your homework. You're going to fail the class. Fuck you're, that shit. You're going to fail the Star Trek 2009 class. Good. Send me to somewhere else. Get me out of here. Literally anywhere else. Fucking, I'll go watch, like, Fast and the Furious 20 before I watch, like, any... Oh, Jesus, dude. Do you, do you think CGI Paul Walker is going to be in Fast and the Furious 20? Uh, by then, they'll have perfected cloning. <laughs> just, just clone Paul They're Walker? They're just going to clone him. Yeah. <laughs> they'll just like cut to him and be like, say your line. I don't understand words. <laughs> I'm an infant. <laughs> you didn't teach me anything. It's going to be like a baby's day out, but of the clone of Paul Walker. Oh as a my baby, God. driving a fucking Dodge Charger around. This is uh, veering into tasteless area. <laughs> oh, now, oh, that's what say. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the line the we're not crossing. Look, okay. I want to talk about them reanimating his corpse. All right, can we get to that? Dude, he's super gross now. I don't yeah. think that's a good no, idea. No, they're gonna reanimate his corpse, and he's gonna play Frankenstein in the next <laughs> film. They're gonna be like, oh no, it's what is his character's name in those movies? I don't know, Paul Walker. I have oh, no oh, idea. Oh no, it's Franken Walker. I, d- 
At least you're, you know what I like about you, Jeff? You're not one of those people who, who says, it's Frankenstein's monster, because I fucking hate that shit. I also hate that shit. You it's know what? fucking cool to call him Frankenstein, dude. It's fine. You know what? <laughs> he, th- he says outright that he is Dr. Victor Frankenstein's illegitimate son. Yeah, he's just, his what last name is Frankenstein. What would that make his fucking last name? Frankenstein. Thank Suck you. on my Franken dick. Frankenstein for bringing that point up. <laughs> You're welcome, Stein. <laughs> that was a good joke. Fuck you. That was I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think that's a good a good time to end the Star Trek podcast. Yeah, let's let's end it right now. <laughs> Everybody have a good month, I guess, until we get to the next one. See you then. See ya. Bye.